Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Random Tower Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And we have our third on-again, off-again chair with us, Elvis. Hi, Elvis. And I'm Elvis. Yes. I needed my own intro. Right. Hi, Elvis. Hi. <laughs> so, um, so this episode is a new spin on things, as we'll be talking about two Wii U tiles that kind of shake up what we've come to expect from these respective classic franchises. Literally, with uh, NES Remix, which we'll have impressions of. And a little more figuratively with Sonic Lost World, which puts a new, wait for it, spin on things. Thank you, exactly. <laughs> Stole my pun. So we'll have impressions of both those games later. And gotta the only reason fast. we're, the only, what? It's gotta be fast. Yeah, I gotta go fast with those puns, you're right. See what we did there? Do you see? Anyway, we'll, we'll cover those a little later in the show, but we already really are able to do Sonic Lost World now opposed to ever because you're on board. So thank you, Elvis. You're welcome. These cupcakes are delicious, though. Today's episode we're sponsored by. Oh, uh, yeah, you are eating cupcakes, aren't you? Yes, today's episode is brought to you by Little Bites, the cupcakes that Elvis is currently enjoying, brought to you Delicious. by Entimids, for those moments when the bites are just too big. Maybe a little... We <laughs> 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 need a little bite. Get Entimids Little Bites, for those Entimid mini moments. Oh, I think they're going to want to sponsor someone else after that. Yeah, I feel, you know, <laughs> I feel, you know, so many podcasts do like stamps.com, but no, we have Little Bites by Entimids. Where you get a whopping four muffins and a baggie. We support little the bites. little companies. They're hardly little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this this, hey, the double this muffin only come with three. What? The double chocolate ones only come with three inside. Well, they're they're ripping you. That's a, that's a miniature bite. That's even littler than little. Anyway, random food. Random food only on random Nintendo. <laughs> anyway, so that's where the random half of our podcast comes from. But seriously, oh, we actually have things to discuss. So we'll have impressions of those two games later in the show. And for Sonic, yes, we'll be talking about. Yoshi's Island Zone DLC as well, since once again, Elvis has it. So DLC, free DLC, free DLC. So that's kind of a bit later. But first, we as as we always do, we have news, and it's interesting because for the holidays, you know, you would think there'd be a lull, there'd be nothing. But Nintendo decided, as everyone's cozying up with hot chocolate and Christmas trees, because apparently people cozy up to Christmas trees now. Um, just made that up, possibly. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Um, yeah, so while, while everyone's doing that, Nintendo decided to have a 33-minute Nintendo Direct, which is the longer, one of their longer ones. Which we'll means a lot in two hours. Pretty much, yeah. We'll turn 33 minutes into two hours. But, uh, yeah, so they had a lot to announce, and it will take us, like, two hours to answer. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about the ongoing Nintendo Network issues that are still plaguing the poor eShops. And we'll talk a little bit about what Nintendo's doing with Street Pass, which is actually kind of interesting and unique, and there's some new things going forward in 2014. So we're going to have all that. If there's anything in particular you want to hear about, any specific game from Nintendo Direct, those uh, Sonic impressions, NES remix impressions, timestamps are on the site, ramtown.com, under this episode, which once again is episode 60, a new spin on things. So go ahead, jump to wherever you're interested in, or if you're here for the whole ride, mm-hmm. grab your little bites, buckle up, <laughs> and let's start with Nintendo Direct. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the big, the big, the big thing, really the only thing that happened these past two weeks of any significant amount is uh, the Nintendo Direct. And they kicked off the event with quite possibly the biggest game you could think of in terms of, like, the scale of the announcement. Because everything else is updates on what we knew about. But then they kicked it off with the announcement of something that came totally out of left field. And that is a crossover game with Nintendo and Tecmo Koei called Hyrule Warriors. And as the biggest series they tackled, not the biggest game. Hmm? Well, I meant the biggest game in terms of, like, the most shockwaves. Because everything else we knew was There happening. were a lot of shockwaves oh, in the trailer. Yeah. There were a lot of shockwaves because, oh, man, he, Link likes doing that downward swords move a lot. Yeah. 
But so what it is? Uh, you, were you gonna say something? Sorry. Oh no. Well, it, it won't really make sense until after you explain what it is. Okay, let me explain. <laughs> so what it is for those who don't know, Hyrule Warriors is a new Dynasty Warriors game from Tecmo Koei, and Dynasty Warriors is huge in Japan, so it makes sense that Nintendo would want to get it on the Wii U. So instead of just being straight up Dynasty Warriors set in feudal Japan, it's set in Hyrule. Links the main character, and everything's been like coded. Links the main in a, character. Yeah. Shocking, right? <laughs> Shocking. And uh, everything's <laughs> everything's coded in, like, a Zelda paint now. So, you know, Link's front center. He's the main character, believe it or not. It's crazy. And, and then, a crazy blue scarf. Yeah, he has this crazy scarf to show his motion. He's, he looks like Beautiful Joe with that scarf. You gotta mix it up. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. Keep yeah. it interesting. You can't just have it be action-packed and button-mashing. You have to give Put him the scarf. scarf. Put that scarf. But no, I did... Uh, watching the trailer, though, There, it's definitely, like... It's clearly a Dynasty Warriors game first and a Zelda game second. Like, it's Dynasty Warriors with a Zelda skin. So, it's not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not too zelda but they did a good job of, I guess, making it feel well, like a Zelda game. Well, that's good. I mean, they made it clear, like, oh, this is not a Zelda game. It's right. a Dynasty Warriors game with all the stuff. I mean, didn't Dynasty Warriors have a, they had a Gundam mm-hmm. equivalent. Which apparently On PS3, good. yes. Yeah, it was a pretty really well-received, too. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's going to be good, but it's just interesting watching Cherry could pick up all the little Zelda, like, nuances they stuck yeah. in. Like, he, you know, he's yeah. fighting Moblins, he's fighting a Dodongo, he has a Fire Rod at one point. A bunch of different games. Yeah, they a whole bunch of different games. They had the music cues from Wind Waker when he's fighting one of the bigger enemies. Every time you hit him, it did the... Oh, Yeah, from Wind Waker. So that's kind of a cool reference. And then they have, obviously, the treasure chest and... What about one point he goes into the wall? Did, they didn't show no, that. It's like, I'm like, wait, did I miss something? No, just to attack every single Zelda game. They could. They certainly could. But And even, some people have noticed that it looks like Princess Zelda's in the background of one of the scenes. It's like way in the back when they're oh, in Hyrule Castle. Yeah. I mean, there's one image for the crap load of characters. Yeah, yeah. There's, interestingly, so Link's the main character. If you didn't know, Link's the main <laughs> character. And um, it looks like it looks like there's Hylian soldiers, I guess computer controlled, that are helping him. Oh, so it really yeah, is. just kind of just fighting. Your yeah, so it makes, me wonder, it makes me wonder if the title, title Hyrule Warriors is... You play as Link, or if it's gonna be like Link, and maybe Sheik, and maybe like, like a bunch, all these. It sounds like there's gonna be a bunch of warriors, yeah, fighting. And maybe you'll I, fight, maybe you'll play as one of the. Well, I'm blanking out on the name. The Rock People, Gorons. Yeah, Gorons. I or Zora. A Gor, a Zora, a or a or a, or a what's the bird dude from Wind Waker? Bird dude. Ritos. Yeah. Re- no, that's the kid's Ritos. name. Ritos. Ritos. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know who they definitely should have as playable character? A full-grown, properly portioned Tingle. <laughs> like, take the Link model and put him in a Tingle outfit. And then have his belly. And then have his belly. And then have his... Like, in a really tight green suit. Yeah, really tight. A really tight... No, but have, like... He should be wearing a two... Like, a two-piece. But the shirt, like, doesn't reach his belly fully. So it's like a... Because he's not a bear guy. Yeah, he never changed his clothes. Exactly. Yeah, so he grew out of the clothes. Yeah. And he attacks by flexing. Yeah, yeah he attacks by flexing and by going, Korrimpa, and, like, shooting rainbows at them. Or something. I don't know what I was going to say earlier was... I don't know. I mean, this is just, like, a in-development trailer, but the characters like with the exception of the the lizard I forgot what their names Stephanoff. are <laughs> Stephanoff that's a news correspondent <laughs> the lizard and um Staphos or no, Staphos. no Staphos are the skeletons never mind I'm gonna stop guessing continue please <laughs> besides the lizard and the Dodongo attacking you like no one like attacks you whatsoever. they just kind of stand there even the ones that like are behind you that's how Dynasty no no I know, I, know, I know it is but I mean that's like I guess like something like to be wary of yeah. you're not really there for I don't want to say you're not going to get a challenge, but I mean, it's more of a spectacle than an actual, like... Or, yeah, until later levels yeah. when you're swarmed by these guys. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing I noticed with the trailer, is the that... people watching might have more fun. Yeah, in some ways. Because they're like, oh, I get that reference, and it's just, it's just smash them off That's screen. what I feel like from Dancing with It's just meant to be, like, a fun, like, game just to look, make you feel powerful and just yeah. look cool, but... I agree, great. and the thing is, the gameplay is very, from my understanding, it's very button-mashy. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's not going to be much depth to this, I don't think. And apparently, the last few had horseback riding, so I wonder if that will be. Oh, no, we'll be yeah, back. It could be. Or the Maybe a pony will be its own character. Or the, be on the <laughs> <laughs> you just control a pony on hind legs only, just standing up using its front. Maybe it's the psychic and the swords like revolve around it. Or even that. You know what? I bet you one of the characters to be the spirit tracks train. Just... <laughs> <laughs> or the king of red lands will have its own pull of water yeah, to follow yeah. them. Or 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 the big uh, jib jub. You just control jib jub. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I was gonna say is, you know, honestly, the trailer. Well, it's cool that there's always random Zelda references, and it's nice to have another game. It looks kind of rough at this stage. Like one, it's gonna be a button masher, so I'm not sure how interested i am personally but more to the point even for those who are interested the game looks a little rough and i know all they said in the direct is it'd be out in 2014 but well, it, I mean, it looks like it could be a little cleaner. i don't mind button matches like art batman i just mash square true <laughs> but it's still really fun and really hard sometimes yeah i mean I'm, i might be judging too soon i'm still because other people attack you i mean you're supposed to be countering right the whole thing is about oh god of war there's yeah, that's, yeah. that's another one. But yeah, I, really I guess that's probably being they're, they're really count. They're really counter heavy though. Like I've yeah. only played Dynasty Warriors a handful of times, mm-hmm. and I've never played it. There weren't that many counter heavy situations. It's just it's kind just, of it's just hitting. It's just destroying yeah. swarms of people. So. But I mean, it is a huge franchise in Japan, so it's a big grab for Nintendo. But I don't know. I feel like they just need a clean. Uh, I'm prejudging it because that's how I felt. I'm Monster Hunter. I, I only played it a handful of times, and I didn't really enjoy it. But then when it came out on the Nintendo console, all of a sudden, like I got addicted to it. Not yeah. because it was on a Nintendo console, because I already, to play. Right, yeah. And I already know I'm pl- I'm judging this too early. So I'm just going to say... It's going to be game of the year. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna say it looks rough right now. Not in terms of gameplay, in terms of graphics. Like, Link looks kind of funny in the face. I thought Link looked alright. I don't know. Yeah, just, I thought, I maybe, like, like, the grass. The grass, the textures are super... I don't know. Yeah. It's probably... You know, it's probably a quick thing they're doing. They're probably not putting, like... You know, it's not like this multi-year project, so... But... And, Look at Fox and all his bra pictures. I mean... Yeah, Wii U four, Smash Brothers four, yeah, Fox looks weird. Yeah, all his textures are like that's like compared to like Donkey Kong or even Donkey Kong and Tropical Freeze. Like all his fur is just flat and just like really. That's like most people complain about in comments. Huh? I never actually noticed, but uh, I will say, regardless of how rough it looks, which I'm sure they'll clean up. um, More importantly, regard you know, even if we're like, oh, it's a button match or whatever, it's a pretty significant move by Nintendo because it kind of. I don't know if you guys remember, it but the biggest, when... like, one of the biggest matches. They're just going, here. Yeah. Like, Not only like that, but do you remember when they announced Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami Tensei? Sure. And... Like, yeah, yeah I, I remember that happening. I don't remember what I was doing exactly. <laughs> Where, Where were, were you? you when they announced Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami Tensei? But no, it, uh... I wanted to make this point, Nintendo Global President Terraiwada, for those who don't know who I'm talking about, made this point that, um, this is the start of something Nintendo's going to do a lot more, of working with third parties, making collaborative games, because it makes sense mm. for Nintendo. Does that it, mean Nintendo teamed up with Capcom to make that rumored Pokemon fighting game? Potentially it could. I oh, think you're making like five logic leaps wow. there, but in theory. <laughs> you heard it here first, Pip Street Fighter style. You heard it here first, Street Fighter Pokemon Edition coming in 2015. That'd be pretty cool. But, um, no, but what I was going to say is like, it's a really smart move for Nintendo because they only have however many resources. HD takes up more of those resources. And by doing these collaborative things, not only does it let them get more exclusives, but on the flip side, it brings franchises to the system that may not come otherwise. I know I said like twice now, but Dynasty Warriors is big in Japan. <laughs> Would it have come to the Wii U, which is not selling all that great, if Nintendo didn't say... Did the 3DS well, get one? Yeah, at launch, though. Oh. So it was before the lull. But, and it still sold pretty decently, and it got a sequel once the 3DS picked back up in terms of sales. But um, it's like, would it have actually come to Wii U? Who knows? But Nintendo can now put that feather in their cap. Because they're like, yeah, you take Link, and then give us Dynasty Warriors. Now we have a Dynasty Warriors game. Put that feather in their cap. Put that feather in their cap, and called it Macaroni. Isn't that the lyric? I've yeah. never... I don't even know. It's about Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. 
stuck a feather in his hand and called it macaroni. What the? <laughs> <laughs> you clearly had a deprived childhood. Anyway, so yeah, I guess my point is that um, this is a smart move, regardless of how good the game is. Just the fact that it exists is a smart way to beef up their library, not just in terms of exclusives, but in terms of getting those big names onto the system. So, smart of Nintendo. And I, you have to wonder, though, if Iwata kind of predicted there might be a little backlash to this, because like, Zelda shouldn't be like this, because he kept stressing over and over <laughs> in the direct, this is not the real Zelda. The real one, Mr. Numa, is still making it. This is a separate project, unrelated. So, I wonder if Nintendo knows this might have been will, kind of oddly received. But then again, I mean, Link, you, you Link's crossbow training. Yeah, people were so confused even after that. Yeah, but I mean, Link's crossbow training, when that came out, like, people mm. were confused when it was announced and didn't know what to think of it, but actually it was very fun. So... It came with the zapper, if you ever got the Wii zapper. Yeah, I, I know about Link Crossbow Train, but... I it's actually really fun. It's a good, like, high-score attack sort of thing. But word for it. You, I guess you have to. <laughs> you don't have any other option. But, um, so Hyrule Warriors wasn't actually the only example of Nintendo's, like, budding new third-party partnerships they're doing. There's also an uh, expanded partnership with Sega, which we kind of talked about at the top of the show, which is that uh, Sonic Lost World is now getting two exclusive Nintendo-themed mm. DLC packs. One of which is Yoshi's Island based and was released right after the direct ended and literally like it's totally Yoshi's Island. Like it looks like Yoshi's Island but kind of. It's, it's like, more like, Yoshi's story. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that. It's yeah, more Yoshi's story than Yoshi's anything. Story. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yoshi's story. But um, that's one of them and that's already out. And the theme of the second one which is coming early 2014 is, well, they didn't say what it is but, 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 I want to said you have to link to the eShop to get it and then put up a picture with a giant Triforce on it. So clearly it's Metroid. To be honest, actually, <laughs> with the Triforce, the first time I saw the image. Yeah, you know what's funny? They actually had that artwork prior I didn't, I didn't to didn't watch it until someone like, pointed right, it out Right, yeah. They had that artwork. They released it alongside the game in October, and then they, Nintendo just superimposed a Triforce over it when they made this announcement. Like, that oh, art's like three art, months yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so Zelda's probably be, it's clearly the second one. But uh, in terms of the first, so, so, I mean, obviously, you have Sonic Lost, but we'll talk about the game itself, but just the Yoshi stage. How faithful is it to Yoshi? Uh, well, I mean, all the enemies are all Shy Guys or Piranha Plants. I think those are the only two enemies that are there. And they have coins instead of rings, right? Right, right. These little coins with little Yoshi faces. And yeah, the, the environment, especially, yeah, it's just Yoshi Story. So it's not Yoshi mm -hmm. Island, so I don't know what they're talking about. Well, Yoshi Story is kind of a dead brand. It's Yoshi Island now. What if they're, like, bringing, like hinting at Yoshi Story for Wii U? No, they're trying to get people interested <laughs> in Yoshi's New Island for 3DS. Or vice versa, trying to get people that like Yoshi interested in Sonic now. What about you're in Yoshi, man? Oh, well, whatever. Um, year of Yoshi, I'm calling it now. It's going to be the year of Yoshi 2014. We had Year of Luigi, now it's Year of Yoshi. Watch. Watch. Rep represent all the green characters? Yeah. Nintendo really... Yeah, because they need more money and green money, so they just made that very simple logic <laughs> leap. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, so throughout the level, there's these little Yoshi blocks, which I'm pretty sure appear in Yoshi's story, too. They do. And yeah, the Yoshi... egg blocks, right? Story. I didn't, too? Yeah, they're an island. Yeah, yeah I guess they're an island. Yoshi. Yeah, they just give you up to six eggs. They could think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I think they give you a little less, though. Maybe. They give you, like, four, maybe. But, but there's, but there's like, a bunch throughout the level. And then you, you're just trying to save them and not get hit. Because towards the end of the level, all the eggs hatch and turn into Yoshis. And I think each gives you, like, two lives? I'm not sure. So it's basically or, a live, uh, extra yeah, life spree. It's just, for a game that needs extra lives. Yeah, it's like, sure the end, talk about later, but. you get, like, 20 lives throughout the level. Oh, so it's, okay, it's yeah. an easy level. Visually, it looks cool, but it's like it's just to give you lies. Yeah, and it has uh, doesn't it have warp pipes at some point. Oh yeah, it has blue warp pipes for some cool. reason. So this is basically oh yeah, and you collect the Yoshi flowers. 
Yeah. Or those guys. Those are, those are the only thing from Yoshi Island. Because in right. Yoshi's story, you collected hearts. Yeah, there are hearts. I don't and think there were... There are hearts and fruit. I don't think there no were... No flowers and coins. Yeah. yeah. There were <laughs> coins in story. They didn't do anything. You're more interested in getting the fruit in every level yeah, than the coins. Story, what, uh, story. What, uh, what do the flowers get you? And eat more lives? Uh, I'm not sure, I actually. I didn't get all of them. Uh, I think if you get a little, well, like, in the end of a, in the end of a Yoshi Island, you know how there's, like, a little spinning circle? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, that, is that the sound of it? Can I shake that one more time, it please? It does. Welcome to the sound effect hour. But, yeah. I didn't get all those flowers, so I can't right. tell you that. But if it's any like anything like any other Yoshi, you get all of them. I still don't know how. <laughs> you get more lives. Oh, you get more lives. Yeah, there so you it's, go. A, it's a you know, you know, it's interesting. The more you say about this, the more it makes me feel like this is a very different sort of partnership than what Nintendo does with Hyrule Warriors, you know? Like, Hyrule Warriors like, let's make a whole game involving Zelda, and we'll let Tecmo Koei do it Dynasty War style. <laughs> and this is like, Sonic Lost World needs some promotion. Let's just use Yoshi as like a marketing tool for that game and just let them have it. Because they it's need the free. extra, yeah. But it definitely feels like a. I mean, that's so. It, I mean, I guess. For free, I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's interesting that it's such a different approach. So the other ones, I think, they might be a little more interesting. Yeah, with they're the changing. enemy types. Because I mean, right, they're got to change. They don't it. necessarily. I bet you the Zelda one's gonna be 3D because this one's all side scrolling, right? Ooh, Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's three different types of levels in. Sonic. Yeah, I bet you it's gonna be 3D. The Zelda one, and you'll be going forward into the screen, forward to Hyrule Field, into the castle, and beyond. It's gonna be the the speed level. Probably. You're running through Hyrule Fields. Probably. Okay. How else would it work? You're and that's why it's taking longer, because the assets actually have to be made, opposed to importing from whatever other game they import them from. But but no, what I was trying to say about like the marketing thing is like it kind of makes... like Okay. Nintendo signed a deal with Sega whenever they did to make Sonic Lost World exclusive, right? Like, it's only on Nintendo platforms. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if part of that deal was, we will help promote your game by putting our characters in your game. Like, is this just a marketing move? Because the level's, what, five minutes long, maybe? Yeah. Like, it's not, sure. there's not much to it, but the fact that, it's like, Yoshi and Link are in this game, people be like, like, Nintendo fans are gonna, their ears will, you know, their yeah, ears will I'll perk up and we'll be like, what? That happened to me, like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe I should look at this again. And it's, like, the first time there's ever, like, anything Mario-related in a core Sonic game. It's basically the closest we've gotten thus far to, like, a Mario-Sonic crossover platformer. Platformer crossover, whoever the order those words should be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really think that this is, like, just a pure marketing thing. Although that begs the question, did they agree to this up front when they first signed the deal, or did Nintendo and Se- did Sega come to Nintendo and go, "We made an exclusive Sonic. It's selling poorly all over the world, which it is. We need something. Help us." And Nintendo's like, "Take a Yoshi. <laughs> like, I don't, take all colored Yoshi. Take the take all the Yoshis." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. But it's definitely interesting to see like Nintendo do this other method. Well, at least Nintendo's still supporting Sega. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not not going to because Sonic mm. is right at home on Wii on Wii U or was on Wii and makes sense on Wii U. But what else does Sega do? <laughs> These days, nothing. <laughs> All Stars Racing. I mean, they still got that's like, still an, Sonic. They still got another. They got another downloadable character recently. It's like yeah, some on the podcast. Steam version, right? Yeah, I think some podcast host or something. The podcast host. Yeah. Wait, it, why aren't we it has, in it? It has nothing to do with the game. I just know he's like the host of something. Well, how come we're not in it? He's like a regular Joe. How come we're not in it? We're podcast hosts. We're not random Sega. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But uh, the game though, I forgot the game came out this year. What All Stars? All Stars came out last year. Last year, oh, it, it came out in 2012. Year. It came out oh. on Steam in 2013, I think. You're right. That's why it's yeah. so fresh in my head. Yeah, but yeah. So I guess those are the two crossovers from the direct. But of course, Nintendo. Unless there's anything else you want to add about Sonic. Mm, that's the only time you see Sonic surrounded by a bunch of Yoshi's. <laughs> If you ever want to Accurate see that. Accurate statement. No, 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 no. <laughs> no well, a Smash, bunch of them. I guess in Smash Bros. if someone else, if everyone else picks Yoshi, yeah. you pick Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. 
three more Yoshis, though. You're right. This is yeah. the only time he'll have a rainbow of Yoshis around him. A full mm-hmm. rainbow of... How, how many color turn rainbows? <laughs> Seven, eight. I'm sure someone fantasizes about that. Sonic, I'm sure someone. Surrounded by Yoshis. Yeah. That thing yeah. there, they wanted the Angry Birds Star Wars for... Oh, for Ken? Wow, that's Ken. a that's a throwback of a reference. So last time you were on was what? The yeah. summer? Oh. September? October? And we had our first, I, and we had our every podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Next, we'll be doing Chibi Rebel Rocks the '80s references. Actually, we will because there's a new Chibi Rebel game, but we'll get That's to that. True. Not rocking the '80s though. No, he's not rocking the '80s. He's rocking the AR camera. See what I did there? That, oh, didn't, snap. that didn't even make sense. Oh snap! <gasps> okay. Anyway, so the, you're welcome to leave any time. It just gets overwhelming. <laughs> but no, the um, yeah. So we should switch away from this crossover to talk about what Nintendo announced first party wise in the direct because there's a lot for both Wii U and 3DS. So I guess starting with Wii U, um, the big one was probably they had a new Super Smash Brothers trailer for the first time in a while, a long while. I don't know when the last trailer was. It's been E3, maybe. It's been quite a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm to so think, you keep thinking. I'll keep going. Jump in as soon as you remember. But um, so the trailer. I mean, one nice thing about trailers it showed a lot of what Sakurai Mas- Masahiro Sakurai, the head of the Smash Bros. series, where he's been posting on Meverse. So showing a lot of those things in screenshots in action, like the new stages, like Pilot Wings and Woohoo Island and whatnot. So that's kind of nice. And it also showed some of the new characters that were previously revealed in screenshots. And then it also showed Rosalina. Rosalina and her Luma, which is the big new reveal, is that Rosalina is now, like, everywhere. And she's bringing her... She's getting, like, Rob treatment all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I think part of it is? Is there was some backlash... To brawl when it came out that there were enough women in the roster, like online among a very small subset, but vocal subset of people that there weren't enough women characters, and so now they're going crazy with them. Not like it's a bad thing by any means, but just they're trying yeah, to even it out. More women. <laughs> that sounds silly. But I, people were just saying it's un- you know you have just made female players as male. Your own data shows that more pe- more females own a DS than males do. So how come Smash Bros is so male slanted? So they're bouncing uh-huh. it. And Rosalina, they are very clearly positioning to be the next like it girl in the Mario universe. She is in the Nintendo Princess X. Nintendo's trying to start their own Disney Princess line. Yeah, and now she's in it, yeah. Except yeah. that they're all the same race. They're all Caucasians. So far. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Disney actually diversifies them. That's a good point. But um, There's nothing wrong with that, though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's actually interesting how they... Yeah, I didn't even know how I followed up. I was like, what do I say now? It's actually interesting how they unveiled Rosalina, though. I actually really liked how they did it. They did a Mario Kart fake-out. Like, the beginning of the trailer was this Mario Kart movie with Kirby flying in... And, like, like on Rainbow Road, Kirby just swoops in and, like, kind of messes with the cart drivers. And then Rosalina knocks him off his little flying star. And then you're like, wait, what's happening? Is this Mario Kart? And then suddenly it turns into Smash Bros. And you're like, oh. No. And then so, it catch it till after, so I already knew it was a Smash Bros. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, everyone, everyone like, on Twitter no. and everything was like, what? Is, are they making it Nintendo Kart now? Like, what is that? Because there's, like, a good minute of Kirby in Mario Kart before they reveal it's not actually Kirby in Mario Kart. So and then, it, though, the, the Donkey Kong also kind of gives it away. Donkey Kong's in Mario Kart. No, the Art the, the, way, the way he looks. Oh, but it could have because he has a yeah. very distinctive like, look does. in the trailer. So it's like, oh, it's Smash Brothers. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't think of that because I was just too busy going. What is Kirby doing? What are they combining Kirby <laughs> Air Ride? What is happening? <laughs> that would have been cool. But um, what I mean, I, I guess Sakurai was just trying to kind of troll people, but little did he know, or maybe he didn't know that Nintendo then later on and like minutes later in the direct revealed new Mario Kart information. But we'll get to that. <laughs> the other thing about Smash Bros. worth mentioning is. Um, well, actually, first, there's Rosalina herself. We didn't really talk about her. So she's in the game. She has her Luma. And it's almost like she's remotely, remote control. Yeah, she's like a puppeteer. Luma. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, she's a puppeteer. She seems to have, like, her own... I don't know, she has her own move. It, it, it's a lot kind of like Olimar. Like, 
Like, Olimar, like, has, like, a few moves, but he's, like, not that strong by himself. But, like, right. all his moves are pretty much just the Pikmin. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, but it seems like Rosalina has way more control over the Luma. Just because she just has one. Yeah, and Sakurai was saying in the corresponding Miiverse post that went with this announcement that you can control the Luma even if you're clear across the stage, right? Like, it's remote control, so... Remote control all the way, whatever you So, it's basically, you basically can have two characters on opposite ends of the stage doing stuff. It's pretty much what, like, everyone tries to do with the Ice Climber. Yeah, it never succeeds. Yeah. And actually, that's... But they don't really need to because they have that grab. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But, uh, as I say, it's actually kind of... I'm kind of glad they're experimenting with these multi-character fighters more. Because, like, that's something kind of unique. Lots yeah, of, most fighting games don't have that, right? Like, none do, really. Uh, not really. Well, not, not to this extent, I should say. Yeah, but, I mean, other fighters, like, it's kind of really hard to do stuff like that. Just given right. their game mechanics. Like, I, yeah. Like, I can't see that really work. Um, I don't want to say they can't, but, I mean, like, Street Fighter, I, I can't really see them doing something like this with mm-hmm. two characters. Yeah, I guess this just helps to... But just because it's a platform fighter, I mean, they have a lot more... Yeah. They, they can pretty much do whatever they want, I mean... It helps to make Smash Bros. like, further stand out from other fighters. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if they have any other crazy ways of doing these two multi-character fighters. Wario and his bike. <laughs> that's not, that's not quite he, never gets off, he never gets off his bike yeah. <laughs> but uh, outside of the direct though kind of transitioning away from that for a minute um, we also learned through Miiverse that Princess Zelda is officially returning to Smash Bros Sakurai posted that about what, a week after they revealed Rosalina so um, she has her Twilight Princess look again but it's a bit more updated a bit more HD she has a very, she has a very detailed face now <laughs> In particular, and all those uh, characters and their facial expressions. I know it's pretty, it's pretty cool that they have those. Yeah, it's That's super fun. cool. Putting that HD to use, to good use. Yep. But uh, the thing with Zelda that's kind of interesting is, once again, another female fighter. By the way, granted she's a returning one, but still, Ross would be Nobody going. saw that coming. Not as, yeah, no, they did. Yeah, <laughs> sarcasm. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but one one thing that might be different about her that no one did see coming, and she might have a new move. There's a picture that they posted of Princess Zelda with one of the phantoms from Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, the DS Zeldas, in front of her, like, doing an attack. Now, either that's her move and she can summon it, possibly as a replacement for Sheik or something. That would have or, to be the only thing, because all her other moves are, like, Din's Fire, Nyla's yeah. Love, or Pharaoh's Wind. So right, so it'd be weird. Be... They, they, yeah, they'd have to leave one out, which would be weird, because it's a trio. would make sense. I mean, like, I mean, I could see that just based on Sakurai's going, like, oh, we have to kind of limit ourselves because we're mm-hmm. trying to stay yeah. within the 3DS. So they, I mean, Cart size, yeah. And then make some cuts. I mean, They could do that, but then so, the flip side of that is some people were saying, were you about to say something? No, I just said it sucks. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like what? But, uh, <laughs> The flip side of that is that um, some people are like, oh, maybe it's a new assist trophy, right? Like, that could be the other thing. It's an assist trophy that just stayed the screenshot a certain way, which in itself would be kind of cool, separate from, you know, Zelda. It's just an assist trophy to get as the Phantom. And to kind of back that theory, possibly, is that um, two journalists were tweeting about, like, oh, what do you think it is? I think it's an assist trophy. And then JC Rodrigo of Nintendo, he's one of their product guys. He, he used to pop up in a bunch of Nintendo-produced videos a few years ago. He's now more behind the scenes, but he just tweeted at them with a smiley face. Once they got on the topic of, I, we think it's an assist trophy, he responded with a smiley face. So yeah, that could mean they're right. Going. It could mean they're wrong. It doesn't really mean anything, but the fact is... So we're back to school. Well, no, but the fact, <laughs> my point being, Nintendo's purposely, like, it, it, they didn't just, yeah. you I'm, know, they didn't just throw I'm, it out there and go, oh, whoops, we forgot to mention an assist trophy. Like, they're purposely doing it like this. I so mean, there's a good chance she is gone. I mean, I would like for it to be a move, but I guess if you want to get, like, super technical, I guess, like, I think when Zelda, like, and when she uses the Phantom, she was a ghost, so she was inside it, so she was never outside of it. Anyway. At least in Spirit Tracks, not yeah. in not in Phantom Hourglass. 
No, she? No, you no, sent to America. Yeah, no, no, no. no she's no. a ghost in Spirit Track. Yeah, Spirit Track is the only ten that oh, she's right. the yeah. right that yeah. she controls the Phantom. Yeah. Otherwise, there. Well, she is the Phantom because she got turned into like stone. Right, right, right. But right. yeah, but I mean, like in Phantom Hourglass, the Phantoms are dependent of her. Yeah, yeah, unrelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, either way, I guess we'll find out soon enough. I mean, Smash is still scheduled for 2014. And in terms of Sheik for Brawl, as you may or may not remember, uh, Sheik was revealed separately from Zelda, almost like a separate character. So just because we don't have Sheik confirmed doesn't mean it. Sheik's gone for good for all the Sheik fans out there. Yeah. It's just, there's a chance. So, I mean, if they got rid of Sheik, I'd be cool with that, to be quite honest. Yeah. I didn't use Zelda that much anymore. Point, Sheik is not really relevant anymore. Sheik was an N64 I mean, thing. I mean, for Brahmi, they had to pretty much invent a Twilight look for her since she didn't even get Right. Yeah, so. so it's like, why even just get rid of it? Like, I mean, I know a lot of people like Sheik, it's a popular character, but it's just like, they phase out characters, they yeah, swap and characters, too, it I mean, like, makes sense. That's what will make the different games, like, Better. More I mean, differentiated. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you don't want. You don't want the yeah, same like, like, like I said, you don't want the exact same roster plus more characters. Like, mm-hmm. Mewtwo oh, has I want, to yeah, like, I, like, I want to go back to Melee because, I mean, oh, I would play Melee again just because, oh, Mewtwo is there, or I would play Brawl right. because, right. I guess Rob is there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. but I'm just going to assume he's not going to be there, even though I wanted to. Yeah, I feel like Rob's time in Spotlight ended rather yeah. quickly. He was yeah, in he... Mario Kart DS, then he was in Smash Bros., then he was in. Yeah, that was it. Then he disappeared. <laughs> yeah. You um, know there's going to be a Pokemon with uh, Final Smash Mega Evolution. Of course. The question is, who's it going to be? It has to be Lucario. It's not going to be Lucario. <laughs> then it's going to be one of the... I guess it could be Mewtwo. It's going to be one of the X... It might be Mewtwo, actually, because he was a big part of XY's marketing. If you're going to be Mewtwo... Unless, unless, it, unless they bring a Pokemon trainer as he was, and that Charizard will just get a Mega Evolution. No, no matter no, what okay, Pokemon no. you pick. All three, of them, all three of them have a Mega Evolution. Oh, man. They might crazy, Depending on which so one they you have, have They have the exact same Final Oh, wait, Smash. but it has to be the final form, though. The, oh right! Yeah, the the Mega Evolution, whoever it's gonna be, is gonna be the Final Smash. It's not gonna be a regular. Yeah, because the funny thing is, like, none of the newly, none of the new X and Y Pokemon have Mega Evolution. So yeah, so that's kind of funny how. Yeah, that uh, is weird. It's okay. It's like it's part. I feel like that was part because like, we're only releasing seventy new Pokemon. So let's just go reinvent a bunch of new, other ones. Yeah. Just so <laughs> Which is good. I, I find yeah. it's almost like they were patching old Pokemon just to make them like good again. Yeah, and they ended up making some like better than they were supposed. Right. To yeah, but. Yeah, well, I'm sure we're going to go way in-depth about, like, the standings of Pokemon stuff when Pokemon Bank finally gets released, because I know you have a lot to say. Although we do have Pokemon Bank stuff coming later in the show. We should have Pokemon really bad... Bank already. I know. Anyway, yeah, I got delayed. We'll get to that. But uh, Rainbow Road. Yeah, on top of... Thank you. On top of uh, all this other stuff with Smash Bros., Sakurai also confirmed on Miiverse that Rainbow Road for Mario Kart 7 will be a stage in the 3DS version of Smash Bros., not the Wii U version, the 3DS version. So, and it's the Mario Kart 7 Rainbow Road, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of funny that they show this new trailer, and they have Rainbow Road in it. And it's all, like, Wii graphics, or Wii U graphics, and decked out, like, looks super good. And then, like, the next day, it's like, oh, yeah, that Rainbow Road track, actually for 3DS. <laughs> like, ignore all that really fancy well, lighting you saw, and well, go But, I mean, if you, I mean, they showed the track from, like, far away, and if you look at it, like, it's not... As crazy as the other Rainbow Road. No, it's not. In general. But I'm pretty sure that, like, if Rainbow Road for Mario Kart 7 is going to be in the 3DS one, then the console equivalent, be it Mario Kart 8 or Mario Kart Wii, will probably pop up in Smash Bros. for Wii U. Because that's one of the things he kept saying he wanted to do, Mm -hmm. Sakurai, is have level, have stages that match the platform. So the handheld game stuff will be on the handheld versions, the console game stuff will be on the console versions. But uh, one interesting thing about Rainbow Road, real quick, is that it's going to be one of those cruiser-type levels, is how I described it. So, like Delfino Island. Delfino Island, or Mute Zero. City, or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, what was the one? No, yeah, F-Zero. Oh, yeah, Mute City, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, basically one of the ones where you're on a platform that's constantly moving, or touring around, or whatever, so... Kind of like the pilot. I'm kind of surprised the Mario Galaxy one wasn't one. 
Because that'll give me the galaxy tour. And you think, well, it's the opposite. Did you see in the footage? It's kind of the opposite. The planet stays put, know, yeah, but yeah, everything yeah. in the background whizzes past you nonstop. Yeah, I mean, which is fine, but yeah. I mean... But I guess you can't, you can't have too many. We already have Woohoo Island does that. We already have Pilot Wings that does that, kind of. Yeah. I think. We already have this <laughs> A lot one. of unstable stages. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh... Doesn't the galaxy one have the gravity thing? Yeah, galaxy yeah. has a gravity thing on the side. There's probably if they did a cruising level, it wouldn't work. The gravity bit. Different types of gravity, depending on the size of the planet. That would have been cool, actually. That would be really cool. You should comment on me versus post. Be like, you're doing it wrong, and nah. see if he fixes it. <laughs> I'm but, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that in my My apologies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we mentioned Mario Kart a lot. Um, and primarily we mentioned earlier that he kind of trolled everyone, Sakurai, with like a fake Mario Kart intro. Mm. And it's good because Nintendo then talked about Mario Kart 8. So that's still scheduled for spring. When they talked, I mean, he just showed a trailer and that's it. No, they, in a press release they talked about what's new a little. Talked. Fine, wrote. <laughs> they wrote about Mario Kart. I'm not wrong. They they put pen to paper or keyboard to fing- finger to keyboard and wrote about Mario Kart. And uh, what they wrote about... Unless they have that new cool thing. Oh, words. they used Siri. You'll know they didn't use Siri. They <laughs> talked about Mario Kart into their phone and outspat the dictation. There you go. Right. You have no idea where that press release is written. But no. Um, sustained. They, what? No, it's a sustained. Yeah. Th- thanks. Thanks, Judge. Anyway, um, so we it's still on track for spring 2014, so my guess is April, which is when Mario Kart Wii came out and went on to be like one of the best-selling Mario Karts ever, so I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, the thing they really showed off in this two-minute trailer was that babies are back, so now you have Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, Baby Peach, and there are some new vehicles you can drive, including um, ATVs, the return of bikes, and all new. I didn't see this all in the trailer, bugs. but it was in the what? All the insects from Super Mario 3D. Wait, Animal. you could ride those? I don't remember. Seeing all the that. babies were using them. They were using a different colored bug. Oh, you're right. Oh. Those might fall under this last category of UFO. Then they now have UFOs they can control. So I'm guessing that's. I don't think they're gonna have a cart category called bug. So I'm guessing it's <laughs> UFO or plane or something. But they're Diddy Kong racing it up in here, essentially up in there, essentially. Huh. Wait. So but, what do you mean UFO? I don't know. Nintendo didn't show it in the show, but in the press release, they said UFO. Hmm. Like, they just said, and UFOs. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going to guess it's something that's just hovering at all times. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be very close to the it's ground. It's going to be a four-wheel thing, but it doesn't have well, wheels. Well, see, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, no, that's the, the thing. There are... So... Right. So those are just a type of cart. The ATV yeah. things actually will handle differently, and the UFOs will actually... The ones they're naming are the ones that handle differently. Bikes, ATVs, UFO. But and what they bike? did show... Oh, I mean, maybe UFOs are the ho- or what hovercrafts turned into, because if you recall... Uh, eight has the cart transformations from seven glider, and this is what they're calling that movie. And they, yeah, and they have a third mm. one, hovercraft, which they show, which I think is what they used to call it. And they show it throughout the trailer when the wheels are turned sideways and they're kind of yeah. an inch off the ground. I wonder if that's what UFOs are now. Like mm. maybe, or I wonder if hovercraft are now UFOs. Like I wonder if Nintendo's like, let's just make it sound cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but they said UFOs, so it was the first time they did that. I mean, either way, I mean, that they're, would explain they're why and that would that true. But it would explain why they're not in the trailer because they might be calling the hovercraft UFOs. Alright. But who knows? Right, either way, okay, Nintendo, whatever. But uh, either way, they did cool. show off some. Your game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did show off some cool stuff in that trailer. I assume you guys both saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they had some yeah. cool tracks in there. I really like they have an Isle Delfino airport track where uh, it's where he where Mario lands in Sunshine and they have planes taking off and whatnot. Not bigger than the one he lands in Sunshine. A lot bigger, yeah. It's yeah. it's like a. And more thought out and. And, more, and yeah, and it has like Sunshine Airlines and everything, which. Was that yeah. what it was called in Sunshine? I feel like it wasn't. I don't know. But as like a lot of people pointed out, like you could actually see like the names of a bunch of different tracks, like on the little tickers. Yeah, yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. And not only that, but they also, like, just as this awesome part where you go off a ramp, 
and your glider pops out, and you're gliding down, and then a jumbo jet takes off and goes right above you, and I was like, oh man, if this was on the 3DS, that looks so cool. I wonder if you could crash into, like, turbine and... Probably not, because I think the turbines are off in the, like, invisible wall area, but maybe. With the mushroom, you can get up there. Or it might be above him, I think it's above him, but but still, it's there's that, there's... Go for it. In April, maybe. Uh, whenever it comes out. There's that, there's the, uh, there's like a Candyland-looking one that looks a lot like the mm. Candy Galaxies from Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. And there's, yeah, uh... A lot of people were running me of Sugar Rush. Yeah, from Wreck-It Ralph. It looks just like it, you're right. Oh, I wonder if they're gonna do a Wreck-It Ralph crossover, because that's totally relevant that to 2014. Sonic. <laughs> nah, he's already in Sonic. Need he's had his time to shine, yeah. He's already in Sonic. But maybe it's for Wreck-It Ralph 2. Um, also everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't it be more sense to put the little girl since she was already a Yeah, but... seriously. But no one knows who she is before the movie comes out. Yeah. Like, Wreck-It Ralph was already Oh, it in... came out before the movie? Or, like, two weeks after, but... Oh. It was far enough... Up... Like, Wreck-It Ralph is the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was, like, the side thing. What's the name of the character? Yeah. 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 But the the third track that they showed that I thought was really cool was it's one that starts kind of in the clouds with all these, like, beanstalks everywhere. It reminds me of, like, the Bean Bean Kingdom. Mario and Luigi, which it probably isn't. It just reminds me of it. But then the clouds like dump you on Bowser's like fleet of airships, and you're like f- driving from airship to airship, and there's like four of them in like a cluster, and you're going between. It, it just looked really cool. So those are the stages they showed. I'm super excited about this game. I mean, it all looks super good, and they seem to be using. We, well, we played it in back in June during the E3 yeah. at Best Buy, and it was really fun. But it's still very. It's still very Mario. It's, it's very very the same. Like nothing has really changed. We're really just playing. High def, yeah, high def yeah, but Mario it looks so good in high def. They totally, no, but, uh, no, yeah, they um, totally took the lighting from Mario 3D World and just ju- just dumped it on top of Mario Kart, and it looks great. Like they have like lightning strikes. I don't know if it's on Bowser's lightning strikes, like accurately reflecting light off the characters and stuff. It just looks really cool. <laughs> but and I'm a sucker for Mario Kart. Usually more the handheld ones than the console ones. So there's a chance I may not play as well as much as say Seven or DS. But it looks good, and I'm sure they have some new hook. You can play online with us. I could. We should. In fact, listeners. We'll play online with you. <laughs> Follow or friend us on Meverse today. Anyway. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll have communities again, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, communities are a thing on Meverse now. Like, individual, private communities. So we could do, like, a Remington Town community. I mean, We Fit You has them. Yeah. We never made that, did we? No, because no, you're the only one with We Fit You. <laughs> but, um... What was I going to say? Yeah, so that's that's coming in April. Uh, it's get, coming. But wait, I wow! Now I'm saying April like it's happening. That's coming in spring 2014. I'm guessing in April. Just to clarify, because I keep going in April, in April, but it's it's coming in 24 spring 2014. You're probably be right. And I bet you, and I bet you, Smash Bros is gonna be late 2014 as a holiday title. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna replicate November. Probably. No, They're not gonna Brawl replicate what? No, Brawl came out March, February. Brawl Did came it? out February. Yeah. It was more, Smash Bros. in February or March. It might have been March. Was it ever supposed to come out in November? Yeah, and then they delayed it to February or March, and then Mario Kart. I think it was early March, like March 9th I'm not gonna or something. Twice. Yeah, I think March 9th is when it came out, and then the next month they released Mario Kart. And there's no way they're doing that one-two punch this time. Unless mm. Mario Kart gets delayed beyond spring. But Smash Bros. is not a spring title. Mm. One game that is a spring title, actually before spring, <laughs> look at this segue, is, uh, or listen to it, there's no visible segue entity here, is, um... Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. We've talked about it the last three episodes. There's really not much more to say you would think. We already know Cranky Kong's a character. What about editing the dinner of the podcast where they what? rewind the trailer? Like, oh, this new oh, character. Know, oh, so yeah. Like, oh, it's just like really intense. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, they show the trailer and it's like, look, it's Cranky Kong. And 
you may have seen CrankyCon. Yes, you announced it three weeks ago. We know. <laughs> it, you even say you just announced it at VGX. We know. But anyway, so CrankyCon's there. We know. They recapped CrankyCon. We know. They showed levels we already seen. We know. But what they added <laughs> that was new, but not in the direct, but in the corresponding press the release, is fighter. Funky Kong is back. Oh. I don't know if you heard about this. Funky oh, yeah. Kong is taking... If Cranky's out on the road fighting snowmads, that's what they're called, who's going to tend to the shop? Funky Kong, of course. So Funky Kong's now confirmed for Donkey Kong, which means we have a, another member of the Kong crew. It's nice that they're bringing like, the entire old crew back, except Kitty and all the D- 64 ones. Kitty, then. Well, I guess the only cousin. old one they haven't brought back is Candy. I mean, Donkey Kong's Dixie's cousin. girlfriend? Yeah, whatever she was. Donkey Kong's Wife? woman Girlfriend. of the night. I wonder, who his, I wonder who Donkey Kong's brother is. Because, I mean, if Diddy is his nephew, oh, he, has, he has a dad. Yeah, does he? But then He has to have a dad. If they didn't program him, he doesn't exist. I, but, then Diddy, <laughs> yeah. but then Diddy's also like a spider monkey or something, but they keep calling him a chimp, even though he has a tail. Yeah, I, there's many things wrong with Donkey Kong, <laughs> including the fact that they all wear clothing, but not pants. Haven't you seen that comic where like you see like a plane crash and there's people wearing clothes? Like, there are skeletons of clothes skeletons and then mm-hmm. the next panel the clothes are missing but they were a tie in oh, so right right but yeah like they're all wearing shirts and, and ties but no pants Dixie so that's is the first Diddy's issue. girlfriend I know that's for sure I think that's so confirmed. but she's but still a Kong they're all Kongs they're all Kongs I guess. Kongs like a race Maybe in this dog. case oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh yeah, so, so one, yeah, you know, actually, they're all one family even though they are what, what, what all different that, species of monkeys what was that one thing that Cranky was from the Donkey Kong there's talk <laughs> Some say the legends foretell I thought it was... of a monkey named Cranky Kong, who in the eighties was Donkey Kong, and then aged to become and Cranky Donkey Kong, Kong Junior. And Donkey Kong Junior is Donkey Kong. Nintendo has not actually said this, makes but sense. it makes perfect sense. And I really hope Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze addresses that, like at the end of the game. It's like Cr- I, know, I, I hope. No, I just hope Cranky. It's a yeah. It's like let me break out a flow chart for you. No, I mean a tree. No, I, I just really hope that at some point Cranky Kong makes some snide remark like, "Man, I haven't done this since the days of that Jumpman kid," or something like that. Just mm. some sort of little wink, wink, nudge, nudge that he was the old Donkey Kong. Mm. I don't know if they'll do that. Family, what? They all seem pretty close. At they're the very close. Yeah, they're on the they're ve- they are very celebrating close to his family. birthday. Yeah, they <laughs> until the candle goes out due to an Arctic wind and they all go from the snowman. <laughs> oh, I get it. Anyway, uh, so Donkey Kong, <laughs> so Donkey Kong, uh, you win the pun of the episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. They didn't really show much in the direct, but all this stuff came out around the time of the direct. That's kind of more interesting. Like one is so we know it uses the gamepad for off TV play. That's all it uses it for. It turns out if you're playing Donkey Kong on TV the gamepad screen will actually turn off. It will be useless. Conserves energy, maybe. That's what they're saying. It's like, it's to improve battery life. Wait, but I don't know. If you're selling... Nintendo said that. If your selling point yeah, of your system is this cool little secondary screen on well, the gamepad, <laughs> and then you turn it off to save battery life, what does that say about the importance of your little second screen on the game? <laughs> that is there if you ever want the option. I guess, uh, but then it becomes less of a... Play. Right, but then it's less <laughs> of... No, that's Sony. This is off-TV play. TM. <laughs> but, um, Sony's cool, but uh, I know you love Sony. But um, I don't know. I just find it weird that like they didn't even put a map. Like DK That's Returns true. on 3DS had a map. They could put a map. Not really a map. Wasn't it just like a straight line? And yeah, but it's, it's better than nothing. It's better than a blank screen. Have you ever seen a 3DS game outside of a cutscene that left the bottom screen completely blank for all of the game? DS, or a DS though. game. Both screens are you're, you're pretty much both screens are in your peripheral at all times. When you're playing a console right. game, I mean, you literally have to turn your head down. I guess it just strikes me as very weird that they're not even mirroring. The yeah, like, I mean, they could have done what 
Sonic Lost World did is just completely take out the hub and right. the screen and just and put like that. your yeah. lives in the bottom. I mean, in the touch. Yeah, and remove the, the clutter. Especially because Donkey Kong looks like it's starting to shape up to look very nice. It has a unique art style of its own and everything, and it's all cluttered. I don't know. I just find it very strange that that'd be like if Sony. It's driving you bananas. It's driving me bananas. <laughs> not really, but it'd be like if Sony. Actually, that's not a good example. I guess Sony works. It'd be like if Sony had the PlayStation Vita. Yeah. Oh, Vita. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, oh, Vita. I don't care about Vita. They had the Vita. They put all this technology into it, right? They made games like Tearaway, which uses both front and back touch panels really cleverly. And then they release a game that does nothing except use those four buttons, the four face buttons, and that's it. It's like you put all this technology in here, you're selling it on the merit of this technology, and then proceeded to ignore everything. Like, if they had menus, but you couldn't touch them, you had to use the stick, <laughs> even though the touchscreen's right in your face. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It makes me wonder if Nintendo's starting to shy away from the two-screen setup and starting no. to go. I wonder if they're, I honestly wonder if they're starting to go, maybe we should have an out in case we need to drop the gamepad and drop the price. I don't think they're no, there uh... yet at all, but I think... Doing stuff like this gives them more of a way to do it, should they want to. Or I'm overanalyzing this, and Retro's just like, this thing's stupid. I just turned off the screen. <laughs> well, that's true. It's retro. I, I don't know. Retro's it's cool. not just Retro. That's the other tidbit that came out. In an interview with Game Informer, um, producer of the game said Monster Games, the guys who did the 3DS port with Donkey Kong Country Returns, is helping with the development of Tropical Freeze. They actually were really impressed. <laughs> How much can you do in a port? What? <laughs> Can you well, they built it? new levels. They built like eight oh, new right. levels. But apparently Retro really liked those new levels and thought they did a good job with the port and everything and like properly did. So they brought them in to help design the levels in this game, Tropical Freeze, and to, uh, wow, such a thought there. Right, and to just help with the game development, which makes me think, well, two things. One, actually two separate things. One, Retro's a big company. There is no way they have their whole team developing this game with the help of Monster Games and it like, just that. There's no possible way. So, clearly, they have two teams. One's doing Donkey Kong, and there's some other team working on some other project. Metroid, maybe? Or maybe funny. a new IP? There but... was a video. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, there was a video in VGX. I think that's when... What's his face from Game Traders? was talking to Reggie. Jeff Keighley? Jeff Keighley. Yeah. My friend Jeff Keighley. We tweet back and forth at each other all the time. <laughs> and by that, I mean twice. And he was... He... He was talking about Retro. Like, oh, is Retro working on any other stuff? Like, Metroid, perhaps? And then Reggie... Oh, it sounds like he was yes, about to say, of course. You. See, Jose didn't believe me. Like, I, we said this on our VGX episode last episode, I think. The Stuff of Legends, episode 59. Find it around town.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> computer over here. I just know how to plug. We, um... So we... What was I going to say? Yeah, we were talking about it. And I, I said, it sounded video. like Reggie was going to stumble and say, of yes, course. of course. Yeah. But Jose said, no, you're overthinking it. No, so, I, I mean, between that. saying, I yes, of course, between almost saying that, wearing a Metroid pin, and Retro clearly not putting their entire workforce behind Donkey Kong, something's up. Yeah. But so yeah, definitely a Metroid Prime He definitely store. stopped himself from saying something. And yeah, he says, he, oh, we'll just have to see. Yeah, yeah. He, I guarantee we'll see something at E3. He almost slipped. He would have got fired. No, he won't. You know, remember... He would have made Jeff Kitty happy. Jeff Keighley would have been so happy. He would have tweeted at me and be like, guess what, JSR7? Guess what, Reggie just told me, Jason. <laughs> During the show, what are you doing, Jeff? Yeah, oh, yeah Joe McHale looks Jason. over and is like, what, why are you on your phone, Jeff? I'm tweeting Jason. <laughs> We're BFFs. No, um... Oh, Jason I from like the Nintendo? I, yeah, and then Joe McHale's like, oh, that one Jason, he loves my show community. It's true, I do. Uh, but no, um... The people sponsored by Antimons? Yeah. Oh, you mean that one podcast brought to you by Little Bites? From one bite is just enough. And they all take uh, out their bag. And eat one. <laughs> no. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. Two things. One, I should clarify. I don't stalk Jeff Keighley. I had two career conversations <laughs> with him and just play it up because it's funny. And two, because I'm sure someone out there is like, this guy's creepy. And two, um, yes, clearly they're working on something. 
Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. The other thing that that Donkey Kong cross, uh, not cross, but this new information about the cross development between the developers taught me <laughs> is oh. that Monster Games clearly isn't working on something because Monster Games is a very tiny company. So if Monster Games is helping with Donkey Kong, that means there's no new Excite coming anytime soon, which is very sad because Excite Truck and Excite Bots are two of my favorite Wii games. No. So I'm really bummed. Out. I really was hoping they were doing a 3D. Oh, you guys seem to care so much. <laughs> I personally, well, you know, Excite Bots Sense of Speed was really really cool. The few times I played it with you, so and yeah. trucks. You played trucks with me too. I don't have any memories. Which of that. That has <laughs> Maybe you don't. Yeah, Excite Bots I had played, all these bots uh, that were bugs. Like, Excite, I played and, Excite and Tree Runs in Sandwich Building. Build a sandwich as you race. Collect the parts on the track. Get your meat, get your lunch, get your bread. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Don't you also play poker or something? Yeah, you can play poker. You get, like, cards, like, decks of cards on track. It's, they went totally crazy. I would say bananas, but that pun doesn't work. And, um, and you already used it. But no, it's, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, they are not a huge team. I was really hoping they were doing a 3DS game or a Wii U game, but if they're helping with Donkey Kong, I, we're not going to see anything for another year or two, if anything ever. Excitebot's kind of bomb. That would have so been exciting. It would have been exciting, yes. So that's Donkey Kong. Uh, excite. Oh! <laughs> okay. Wow. Cool. Um, yeah, so those are the physical things Nintendo talked about. We're still on Nintendo Direct, by the way. Those are the <laughs> physical things Nintendo talked about in the Direct. Physical releases for Wii U. They also talked about a few um, eShop download-only titles. So they announced three, and they're all pretty much coming out immediately. The first one up uh, was totally out of nowhere, and that was NES Remix. Which I guess you can think of as like a collection of WarioWare-style challenges involving like NES games that are currently on the Virtual Console. So I'll get full impressions and explain in more detail when we get to the impressions part of the show, what we're playing later. But in a nutshell, you can think of it as like ROM hacks the game. I was about to say that. Yeah. So uh, it came out right after the Direct Day of, which is actually very unusual for Nintendo. And this game cool. will be released immediately after the presentation. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's weird. They didn't just say when this is over, as, as opposed to saying, Sonic, where like it was, it's available right now. Yeah, so people like were looking for the game. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what? People, people were ta- were throwing their their laptops off their laptops. Excuse and this Direct. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't need to know about Smash Bros. I just need my Sonic, but. Uh, the next thing they announced, which also came out day and date, was uh, Wii Sports Club's latest entry of Golf, which, um, this is the second game I want to talk about, and it's out now, and fulfills, <laughs> yeah, no, it fulfills the promise of the Wii U that was made way back at E3 2011. Do you guys remember when the Wii U was first unveiled, in the initial trailer for the, quote, new controller, because they didn't name it yet, there's a person playing golf, and on the ground was a gamepad with the ball on the gamepad screen. And on the TV was the golf course. And when you swung, the ball went from the gamepad to the TV. And it was everyone's like, oh, so that's what you use the second screen for. Okay. Like, that was, like, one of the cooler things they showed. Here we are two years later. It actually happened. That's what golf is. It happened. It happened, guys. That future happened. Is I get to experience the it, and I kind of want to try with the, twin, the, the renewed 24-hour period that we get. So. Yeah, it, uh, we'll have, I was going to say, I'm going to download it sometime between now and our next episode. So, full impressions next episode, probably. Probably. Yeah. Actually, definitely. I'll have impressions, at least. But, uh, <laughs> and you'll be back at school, so you won't even be here. But, um, but I was going to say that it, like, it's cool because it's not just some gimmicky thing, like, oh, the ball's on the ground now. It actually matches, it matches the conditions of the course, so you can actually get a better sense of what exactly your ball is in. No one say anything. And <laughs> it, uh, and more to the point, it lets you aim how you hit it more specifically because you can actually see that like it shows the little trail coming off the ball so you can actually see if you're swinging one way or another 
What? Well, it's not real golf. It's virtual. It's it's video game. It's video game golf. But so there's gonna be 18 holes between nine nine hole courses. The first nine are uh, brand new, and the second nine are from a Famicom only in Japan. Japan only Famicom title called Golf US Course. We well, got golf on NES, but they're at least. But apparently it's different from so the Japanese the, one. Isn't so there was the Japanese exclusive thing. There's a the Japanese exclusive thing called Golf US Course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know how Mario Super Mario Brothers Two here in the states was Super Mario Brothers Two, but in Japan it was Super Mario USA. Same idea. Golf in, uh, for NES was different than golf for Famicom, so they brought the golf from NES to the Famicom and called it US Course. Oh, okay. Because that makes more sense. It's, English. Like, oh, it's, the US, it's the US. It's the version of the US. Yeah, but it could have been catchier. It could have been like Golf USA <laughs> or Golf America. Golf America. <laughs> Merca golf, but uh, yeah. So that freedom golf, freedom, <laughs> freedom golf, and every time you boot up the game, an eagle soars by, and it's a big American flag. You hear caca, and then the Nintendo logo appears. That's the only time I'm ever cawing on this I don't think podcast. Eagles caca. You're right. They screech, but I'm not screeching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. Crows caca. <laughs> they took a crow. They painted it to look like an eagle, and then they sent it just off to make you right. Just to make me right. Yeah, because yeah. we do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So we'll have impressions of golf in our next episode. But if, for those who are interested, there is that twenty-four hour period that you could try it. Next time you boot up Wii Sports Club, if you haven't since golf comes out, came out, it will uh, give you the twenty-four hours. So try it for yourself, or just wait for us to decide if it's worth the ten bucks. The choice is yours. The power's in your hands. Uh, the final, I know, crazy, right? <laughs> the power's in their hands. Uh, the final game that they showed for Wii U eShop is. I would argue kind of as out of nowhere as NES Remix, but a bit more fitting given... In this year of Luigi, it's a bit more fitting, and that is uh, Dr. Luigi. Yeah, he finished his doctorate this year. He got a PhD. Yeah, good for him. It was a re- he had a really great year. <laughs> he managed to blow <laughs> all that time, he, he got his PhD. He managed to blow through med school in a year, assuming he started at the start of the year of Luigi. That's like a four-year program. That's a good job, Luigi. No, Maybe he's not as dumb as I, he I looks. I think it's safe to assume he's been doing it for a long time. Because I mean, for twenty years. Yeah, because he hasn't. I mean, Mario's have had like all those. That's true. Mario's on Isle Dolphino. What's Luigi all that doing? Yeah. He's at Harvard Medical School. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but this is probably this is probably the final. If you learn how to dance that way, he dances in the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that three-frame animation that he keeps looping. Yeah, but this is probably the final. I would argue it's probably the final chapter of the year of Luigi. Didn't they say there will be some spillover? Yeah, but I think they meant this because it comes out the last day of the oh. year. But maybe there's more. I don't know. I mean, they do I not count that a spillover if that, it well, still comes out in this true. year. That, you're right. There is the Club Nintendo statue, actually, which they revealed during this direct, which is a co- very cool Luigi's Mansion statuette. Really looks highly detailed. It would be nice to compliment your Luigi's Mansion. I know. I should get it. It's, it's 1,500 coins. I'm 60 short, so I could get it. But uh, it's not shipping till March, so that might be the spillover. Like, you can order it now, but it doesn't ship till March. So, in this year of Luigi, though, I don't know why. You know, it's actually come kind of a mean meme. In the year, in this year of Luigi, da-da-da-da-da. Mm, or like, da-da-da-da-da no, in this year of Luigi. I see it on Twitter all the time. <laughs> Clearly, I'm in a different Luigi-obsessed social circle. Because the people you follow. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, with Dr. Luigi, as I want to awkwardly put it, and I can't just let this go by without mentioning it. You guys, Dr. Luigi is in the house. Did you guys hear that in the direct? He said... He's like, oh, yeah, we saw the yeah. direct today. Oh. Again. Again. Oh, to prepare, I see. Anyway. Yeah, of course. Yes. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so the big news... So he's no, in the house, and he uh, brought some gameplay tweaks with him. Specifically, there's a new L-shaped pill. Which makes is, the game easier, apparently. Or harder. Well, it's easier difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> here's the, the thing. It's, it's, too, harder. it's too... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a two-tone pill... <laughs> And 
and it's shaped like an L, so it's not whatever you're thinking. And <laughs> it makes it makes it either more difficult or less difficult. <laughs> I'm editing on the fly now. And uh, depending on the difficulty you choose, either it'll be like all one color except one the stick out L tail, I guess that's a different color, or it'll be like literally two tones. So that makes it easier to do combos or harder. They're pretty much make, like so. If you're an easy, as long as there's one colored pill on the bottom. You'll pretty much make a combo yep. immediately. Exactly. Unless you're in the hard difficulty. But if you're, then, if you're doing then hard. I'll, yeah, then I'll make it harder. Exactly. <laughs> so for those who may not like pills that make things harder, uh, there's also a standard Dr. Mario mode. And, woo, innuendo everywhere. There's a standard <laughs> Dr. Mario mode <laughs> where it... <laughs> I said woo, not ooh. Oh. I'm not like ooh, innuendo. I'm going woo, innuendo. <laughs> Uh, so there's a standard doc- Wow, this has gone off. The- this podcast will never be posted. Uh, so there's, a- there's a standard Dr. Mario mode where the L is completely gone. And there's also, uh, they're bringing in for the first time, I think, Virus Buster. The brain age, like, more... Uh, it's, it's all touch. Maniacal it's, version, touch yeah, base. I, I played that a lot. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it's so, all touch screen based. Right, and now yeah. that's going to be in this, yeah. which is kind of nice. So it's got four modes. Dr. Mario, Dr. Luigi, Virus Buster, and Online Multiplayer, which also has its own change. Just online one. multi it's a pretty big one though yeah it's like instead of just having the pill like it's, uh, whenever you score a chain instead of just having like more viruses drop on top of your opponent it would yeah. just change the color of their L shape on the fly like not their L shape any of the pieces well, I thought well, any well the last piece they have that's about oh, to right. come in yeah, yeah. like in the very last second they're yeah. that they're doctors and they're plumbers they're very well versed <laughs> they are very well versed gentlemen and but uh no the uh it's interesting cause the online thing they kept comparing to Dr. Mario Online RX for WiiWare, which, by the way, is from the same developer, which is kind of interesting. But did you notice in the Direct, they kept showing a really small screen of it? Like they, for the like, WiiWare version. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dr. Luigi's like, look how full screen and beautiful well, it is. Like, oh, and the WiiWare one, it's like, we can make it look the same size, but we're going to shrink it down so it looks old and decrepit and no one wants it. Would it look all blown up? Hasn't it already been out? Yes, for WiiWare? Yeah. Yeah, since like 2007. Yeah. But they kept showing it, like, for comparison, like, of the online and stuff. It's this itty bitty tiny screen. <laughs> it's like, guys, it's it's Wii. It's not like you're playing some, like, DDoS base. Or not DDoS. MS-DOS. Yeah, DDoS is an attack on computers. You're not playing some sort of, yeah, DOS or DOS or whatever retro thing from the 70s. But, um, yeah, you could tell. The last thing I say about this is you can totally tell it's the, it's this game was made because of the year of Luigi. It's not just like oh look it's Doctor Luigi. I mean the Louis, the year of Luigi emblems all over it. Whenever you do, do a combo, they disappear in a spark of green hats for no apparent reason. <laughs> like it's definitely and I mean like I said they're doing it the last possible day of the official year of Luigi. Do you think we ever have like a year of Toad? No, no, one, Toad. no. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> Dr. a year. Toad. Oh. <laughs> I got my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I just puked. <laughs> oh, I guess he was too excited. <laughs> whenever, whenever, yeah, whenever you, whenever you do a combo, he does his Mario Kart 64. Wow! <laughs> but no, it's um, yeah. I was just gonna say it's super clear that they wanted to get this out for your Luigi since they never release games on Tuesday, and this one comes out this coming Tuesday, December 31st, at the time of this recording. You may be listening to this after December 31st, in which case. All those future tenses should be current tense. I'm kind of tempted to get Doctor Luigi for some reason. I don't you know should. why. It just looks fun. Well, see, Doctor honestly, Doctor Mario is like my I would argue my least favorite of all of them, but I don't know why that is. Like of all the puzzle games, I think I like Doctor Mario least, and I have no idea why. I still enjoy it, but I prefer like Puzzle League or Tetris or Jeweled or. Well, I mean, they're kind of in a league of their own. This is kind of just like I mean, it's unique, but yeah, it's not as fast. I, like, I think that might be part of it. Because, I, I mean, know. Tetris, like, I I guess I already know it so well. Like, I could like, get those 
nice four by however long yeah. thing is to get Tetris. Right, Tetris right. is the verb. Yeah, you yeah. Tetris it. Yeah, Tetris. You're 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 taking your tetrimonos. 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 So that and on that lovely note of tetrimonos, that's pretty much what Nintendo had to share for the Wii U side of this Nintendo Direct. We spent an hour talking about just the Wii U stuff. And someone could have just seen the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, but we're not just talking about. We're talking about it. We're analyzing. We're giving them our point. We're giving them our point. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, no one's going to care. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. But anyway, uh, what's more interesting to me in a weird way is what wasn't shown. In a weird way? Yeah, because you'd think I'd be all like, oh, this is cool, all this stuff. But it was more interesting, you know, oddly, that I was kind of more oh, like, like, oh, look Mar- what they didn't show. Oh, like Mario Golf? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But first, where's Bayonetta 2? That's supposed to be a spring title. Not there. Probably delayed. Well, I could say Yeah, but they would still... Me- yeah, but even... Wonderful when- 101. Right, but when Wonderful 101 got on direct, they, September, made, they put it September in a normal 15? Nintendo direct and then said, by the oh, way, we're yeah. doing a second one. Like, they need to put in these core ones that have the big blowout news, like this one. Like, Bayonetta 2 or Wonderful 101 or everything was in the January... Would in, like, the big January one from a year ago, so they should do it again. But, um... So, well, I, mean, I got this awesome shirt from Nintendo World. Curse of me. Thanks to Jason. Yeah, it's a pretty cool shirt. It has a big Wonderful 101 logo on the front. It's pretty awesome. It's I pretty got a awesome. Rob shirt. It has Rob's on the front. It says Nintendo World. And I got one of those holiday sweaters at Nintendo right. World. It says Happy Holidays, and it looks really cheesy. Speaking of Nintendo World, before we continue with the Nintendo Direct, uh, <laughs> when I was at Nintendo World last week, because I was in New York, we, or I, also, I also took a whole bunch of photos, because they have a lot of cool merchandise. Not just the Marvel 101 shirts, not just the Rob shirts, not just the holiday sweaters. They have a ton of stuff. That's all that's worth looking at. So, what? They have the Pokemon Museum up when you went? Yeah. They had the Pokemon Museum. They had uh, all sorts of Pokemon merchandise, plushies and everything. They had uh, a, a lot of shirts, a lot of mugs, a lot of belts, a lot of, or not belts, a lot of wallets, a lot of hats. Did a their lot blue of... version still have that weird cookie sticker on it? I didn't notice. Oh. And then Nintendo Direct when they were well, I don't know if it was in the Direct but at some point they showed the Pokemon Museum it was in a Pokemon and, video yeah and their their blue version their cartridge had a weird sticker of a cookie like a chocolate <laughs> like a chocolate chip cookie yeah I did not notice that. I was like oh is that just one they found or yeah I did not you'd think that. they'd have like perfect condition ones but I don't know yeah but uh, what I was going to say about Nintendo World so I took all these photos of all this merchandise and if you're curious listeners of any of the stuff that's there and a look at the store itself and it's holiday decorations and how they decked it out in unique ways from Mario 3D World and Zelda A Link Between Worlds including actual physical versions of all the mural art from Hyrule Castle's lobby area they actually commissioned mm. someone to really paint it and they had them framed and in the store you want to see photos cool. of yeah it's super cool you want to see photos of all that Ramtown.com, the extra is called The Merchandise of Nintendo World. Very straight to the point, pun-free <laughs> title, which is rare for it. us. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out that article. You know, it's a cool glimpse if you can never make it to Nintendo World, or if you just want a sense of what it's going to be like the day you finally get there. So check out that extra, and now back to the Direct. I was going to say, besides Bayonetta 2, uh, X wasn't shown at all, but that's probably not till later in the year. Monolithsoft's X, that new RPG from Monolithsoft. Don't want the giant dinosaurs? They're not dinosaurs, they're mechs. What dinosaurs? Oh, there were dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, the long neck. Yeah. yeah, that one. That one, like, if Smash Bros. is being shown and coming later in 2014, it makes you wonder why it was next shown. Yeah, but Smash Bros. is like, a bigger deal. We get a tidbit of it every single day. That's very true. I mean, like, well, they, not for the next couple like, of Bayonetta days. Bayonetta 2 was, like, barely in production when they first revealed it. We only got, like, a yeah. CG trailer, and then That's we barely got gameplay later. But, that but then we did get a demo su- of it, so... It seriously... Yeah, we played a demo at Comic-Con. It seriously suggests that Bayonetta 2 is delayed, though. And also, like you said... That's good. I still have to beat Bayonetta 1. Right. You, I, I don't even have a system to play it on. But like you said, Jose, <laughs> there's also Mario Golf World Tour, which was originally coming out last, you know, in 2013. That was sometime, I would assume, in the early part of 2014, but now it's missing in action, so summer, maybe? I don't know. 
But mm-hmm. Mario Golf, which is a 3DS title, actually has a good transition into the 3DS news from this Direct. And our thoughts on that, see, not just the news, <laughs> opinions as well. Um, so I would say the biggest thing that they announced, at least to us, because we're all fans And not so picture perfect. Well, you'll know that. Picture you haven't perfect. played it. You haven't played it yet. You can't say that. But uh, the picture perfect. The tri- fine. Let's just say the triumphant return oh. of Chibi Robo. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, you love Chibi Robo. I know, but they should just like let him die with his good. GameCube what? No, game. hold on. This isn't necessarily a bad game. Let here. Here's how it works. Let me explain the game, and then you can judge no, based on not I, playing. I know, I know, I know. Oh, do you? Do you? No, we're not All saying right. it's a bad game. It's just like, oh, we want an adventure game as opposed to it's a part scavenger of, hunt. It's part true. Okay, so what it is for those who don't know. Is, uh, you make a valid point though, is that <laughs> Chibi Robo's AR eShop scavenger hunt game uh, is now coming to the US on January 9th, which is really soon. It's so soon, my voice raised. Uh, really <laughs> soon, uh, as Chibi Robo Photo Finder. That's its name here in the States. And we've discussed, excuse me, we discussed the game <laughs> when it was first announced in Japan a while ago. And uh, for those who don't know, quick refresher. Basically, you're tasked with helping a museum curator collect a bunch of old artifacts. Nostalgia. It's set in the future. Yeah, nostalgia. It's set in the future. They want stuff from our time. So to do this, you use the uh, 3DS camera, and you have to match silhouetted outlines of specific objects with stuff in the real world. In a world where there's only bidets, because um, the toilet, the entry said, something that used to be a household staple. The toilet paper. I guess there's only bidets, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so toilet paper's one. There's all sorts of, you know, random shapes. And you go through the game and you collect these shapes and you take pictures of them by lining up the silhouette with the real-world object. And then the nostalgia junk is put in the game and added to the museum. So, one cool thing about this photo scavenger hunt, even if it's not true Chibi <laughs> Robo... I'm still gonna get it, though. ...is that they're doing... Did you hear about this? They're doing the nostalgia, nostalgia junk challenges... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so essentially, uh, using Spot Pass, Nintendo's going to task players with using specific uh, silhouettes to find specific... Ob- to get creative and make take a photo of an object that fits that silhouette but may not be <laughs> what the object actually is. Uh, so then what Nintendo's going to do is you upload them through the game to Nintendo. A team at Nintendo collects said object or said photos, and sorts through them, all the naughty picks, stuff. Yeah, filters out all the naughty <laughs> stuff, picks the 10 good <laughs> ones that they want to keep, and then they re-download those to everyone. And then the gamer, the players, the people who own Chibi Robo, then vote on their favorite of the ten. Anyone that makes the final ten gets a special costume for Chibi Robo, and anyone that wins gets a special two-tone version of that costume. So that's not a huge prize, but you get recognition in everyone's copy of the game. <laughs> it's almost like a little photo leaderboard of sorts. So that's actually really clever. The whole thing's handled through spot pass notifications and in-game. So you never have to like give an email to Nintendo or have any sort of back and forth. It's all in-game, and it'll just push to your system when, it, when they have new challenges and when they announce you as the winner and everything. Assuming you win. So that actually I think is really cool. And yeah, it's not Chevy Robo in the literal sense, but still, it's kind of a unique thing, you know? It's clever, if nothing else. It's a game. That means they're still keeping the brand alive, so I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, well, there's the other half yeah, of the game. Five-hour game. Now, the, here's the thing. It's not just a scavenger hunt, which maybe you guys don't realize because they didn't really explain it fully. Fine, but in order... Hold on, not quite. <laughs> in order to properly get the or not properly in order to get the film that you use to take these silhouette photos you have to have chibi robo collect happiness as he does in the old Aww. games right the happy points and to do that you help an assortment of characters including one you you certainly like elvis drake redcrest yeah. that's his twitter handle and his <laughs> meverse handle everything it's everything so drake redcrest uh some dancing sponge bears um, <laughs> a ketchup and mustard bottle just all these random characters Solid and you help pepper. them do different things to earn their happy to earn happy points from them. And this is more like normal Chibi Robo. For yeah. example, one of them you have to clean up a kitchen and it looks straight up like 
how Chibi Robo on GameCube was. Then you have another task where you have to fight the little toxic enemies from Chibi Robo Park Patrol on DS. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other stuff which is a bit more mini gamey, such as shooting wasabi into sushi. Yeah, I mean there were like so, some stuff like that in the actual Chibi Robo game, like right. you have to like, shoot yeah. some stuff, or there was like a little yeah, there was shooting segment. There, there was sure. like a little racing mini game where you said the chicken, and there was a guy like all with the right. with the hairdo. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and it's a flip plane. Oh yeah, yeah. But so I mean, it's not quite as open ended as Chibi Robo on GameCube was, but at least they have the core Chibi Robo. You're doing tasks with various people. You do different things. You're cleaning things and exploring things. That's still there. And you can still, even after you help their task, you can still go back to those areas and explore it. So there is that, like, open-endedness to it a little. So it's more than just a scavenger hunt. It's just a scavenger hunt's kind of... <laughs> you're not helping a family that's, like, having all sorts of trouble. That's you're funny, how, like, collecting photos. We, that means at this point we pretty much got every Chibi Robo game except the one that actually is an the open-ended, direct sequel. exploring... Yeah, but the problem is that one was for DS, so... Yeah, we, yeah, we got Chibi Robo Park Patrol for DS. But we didn't get... The, the, but Chibi Robo 2, the GameCube sequel, or whatever it's called, was also on DS. Yeah, so why didn't we just get that one? Because Park Patrol didn't oh. sell. And the problem is, well, that's it. honestly, Chibi Robo doesn't feel right on DS. Oh. I have Park Patrol. It's fun, but no, well, something yeah, about but... it... Like, I think it's the graphic downgrade. I don't know, but it just felt off. I think it's the graphic downgrade and the use of the stylus for analog movement or the D-pad, which is limited to the come out of that heyday when it yeah. was. I like it. But I like it, but it's nowhere near as good as the GameCube one. Yeah, so I think... The, uh, right, that's what I'm saying. So I think, like... But that doesn't mean, like, I'd still rather have, like, have a crappy have full yeah. adventure one than a... I mean, they're not crappy, but... I, mean, I know, you know what, you mean. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But either way, I'm super excited for this because I love Chibi Robo. Like... Park Patrol wasn't as great as the original, but I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoy the GameCube one a lot. Like, I'm really excited about this. And they're going to be releasing a demo around the time the final game comes out, but if nothing else, it'll be out January 9th. And, of course, considering we all seem to be fans of Chibi, yes, we're on a first-name basis, Chibi and me, uh, of course, we'll have impressions next... Maybe next episode? Well, I don't know. It comes out, like, right before next come out episode. Wrong. So. Yeah, so he'll probably assist Trophy. But, um... We'll, Drake Redcrest. We'll either... Yeah, Drake Redcrest. Sure, <laughs> keep dreaming. We'll either um, have impressions next episode or shortly thereafter, but we'll definitely go talk about the game at some point. So going from one physically small character to another, uh, Iwata also... is not the small character. That's a poorly structured sentence. <laughs> going from one physically small character to another, Iwata. Now, um, Nintendo and Iwata also talked about Kirby Triple Deluxe, which we've talked about in the last couple episodes, and they, you know, they really talked a lot about, about what we already know. There's 20 new power-ups, there's the super suck-up-the-whole-stage attack, which is now called like a hyper-something or other, but they also revealed kind of why it's called Triple Deluxe, and that's that there's two pretty hefty mini-games included alongside the main story. So, there's, um, normal kirby side going adventure, and then you have what they're calling Kirby Fighters, which is essentially... Oh, yeah, that, that looks cool. It's essentially Smash Bros, like, diet Smash Bros. Smash Bros Lite. Like it, only Kirby. <laughs> yeah, only Kirby. You have four Kirbys, you could pick any of ten different copy abilities, and you duke it out between the four of them on very simple Smash Bros stages. They're 2D, they're flat, your side scroll fighting. Yeah, they're, it's Smash Bros. They're Battlefield. Kirby. They're all Battlefield. They're basically variants of Battlefield, yeah. So that's Kirby Fighters, and that's one of the main mini-games. And the other one is uh, DDD's Drum Dash, which is essentially Harmonite. Like, I don't know why they can't just make new minigames. Oh, Harmonite. No, I know, but this is essentially the same concept of you're hitting button presses and time for music to progress left to right across the trailer, a side-scrowing stage while collecting in, items. In the trailer, they showed two different songs, and DDD was jumping in the exact same tempo. Yeah. And so it's, so like, it's, it's got to be super dumbed down, I'm yeah, sure. But, but I'm wondering if the triple deluxe name comes from the fact they have the main story, the fighting game, the rhythm game, triple threat. 
Did it say that with the Kirby Brawl, you could, uh, you only need 1DS or 3DS? How would that work? Um, download play? Oh, you mean download. one copy of the game? Yeah, yeah. download play. He said 1DS. How am I supposed to say Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they did not. But if the other Kirby games are any indication, I'm pretty sure you can do it with download play. At least some of the main games. I don't know if this one's included, though. But, um... I mean, if Mario Party could do a whole That's true. Game. Yeah, that's true. But, I, yeah, it's so... I still... Like, the game still just feels kind of like standard Kirby. Like, there's nothing unique about this Kirby. I don't know. I think I prefer the more... <laughs> I think, well, I mean, that's cool, but the, the, the jumping between... The, yeah, it's like jumping between the foreground and the background mutant months is already done. It's just like... I don't know. I like the more adventures out there Kirby games, like uh, mm-hmm. Mass Attack and Canvas Curse and all the ones where Nintendo got kind of crazy. Not oh, these standard fare. Yeah, yeah. So, I will say, though, oh, uh, it's only scheduled for... I meant, when you said Mass Attack... I heard Squeak Squad. No, oh, the one, the prequel to Squeak Squad, Amazing Mirror. Oh, Amazing Mirror. No, that's a standard. Yeah. Like, well, here's the thing. Okay, Kirby. here's the thing. Let me clarify. Kirby side scrollers. Yeah. Kirby side scrollers are good. Like I had Dreamland way back when, and really, really. They're also very conventional. The Mirror, Amazing Mirror, even though it was a side scroller. Right. That's what I was gonna say. But the, I was gonna say they're really good. But when they're at their best is when they do things that are new. So the Metroidvania thing is new for a Kirby game, yeah, or Mass Attack has twelve of them, but still a side scroller. Or uh, Canvas Curse obviously was all touch, but still a side scroller. So it's the stuff where they get a little more adventurous. And this one just feels a little safe. That doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> But Triple Deluxe definitely doesn't have the same instant, like, what, as some of the others do. And that's a positive what, not a confused what. <laughs> like a what? No way. Not a what. But, um, yeah, so it's it's only scheduled for 2014 officially here in the States, but it comes out in Japan in, like, two weeks. So I imagine it won't be that far behind. It'll probably be out by March. I'm still sticking to that, uh, that guess that I said last episode. But one thing to just keep an eye on. And while we're on the topic of 3DS side scores, probably also worth mentioning there's a new trailer for Yoshi's New Island in the direct. And uh, it's officially coming this spring now, Yoshi's New Island. I think that was always what they said, but they reconfirmed it. That trailer. And the trailer shows absolutely nothing new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I don't know what's happening with this game. I've I mean, shown that giant egg so many times. Yeah, I know. The thing that I find the most funny about all this is Iwata in the direct was like, oh, hey, we have exciting news about Yoshi, guys. You ready? It's being produced by Takashi Tezuka, the creative director of the original Yoshi's Island. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. So and then you stop and think for a second. <laughs> well, no, because you could argue, well, the original Yoshi Giants on Super Nintendo has been however many years to bring back the original guy. Oh, that means it's going to be really good, right? Not saying the other ones are bad, just, you know, Yoshi's Island 1 is a higher, most people hold a higher, a higher pedestal than the others. Like almost all the babies. Yeah. Like DS didn't get as well received. Yoshi's Island people like, but it was really short. Yoshi Touch and Go, which wasn't, which was barely a Yoshi game, was like, an arcade game, but, you know, when the DS first launched with stuff. But then you do a little digging about what Tezuka... Did I say his name right? Tezuka? Yeah. Has done since Yoshi's Island. And you realize he was the producer of Yoshi's Story. He was the producer <laughs> of Yoshi's Ideas. He was the producer producer of Yoshi Touch and Go. So by Iwana going, guys, we got the original guy back. It's like, but he never left. <laughs> it just doesn't make... Like, it's not that big of a deal. And... Uh, <laughs> And nothing against this guy, because I... Well, I he meant that, like, oh, like, just in case you were no, we still have the same guy well, working I think on part, it. Well, I think part of the reason he said that is because the developer is being outsourced. It's being developed by a company named uh, Arzest, <laughs> who previously... I never heard of him, but they previously worked on Wii Play Motion, and they had a big hand in the development of Street Pass and Street Pass Plaza and all that. Okay. So they have experience with stuff, but they're not, like, an acclaimed developer. So I think I was like, guys, we have Tezuka here to be like, look, we have a real guy involved. EAD, our, our internal development team, is helping as well. It's a real game. 
but still, that's like not saying anything. And nothing against Tezuka. He's a really nice guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him at the, uh, or you and me both did, Jose, at the Best Buy thing. Yeah, at the Best Buy E3 experience back in June, the one in Culver City, you know, right down the street from the convention center. So he came by and he's super nice. But it's just like, it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. that he's involved. Uh, I mean, as for the game itself, I. Like, you know what I, I don't like the, his big feet. His big feet. You know what I think the big issue with it is besides his big feet. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't like the graphics. They don't like that they went polygonal. Because yeah, yeah, I think okay. it looks okay. When I played it at Comic Con last year, it kind of felt claymated instead of crayon, which I thought worked fine. But the thing that I noticed then, but kind of let slide, because it's like, oh, it's an E3 demo. There's not much to the game yet. But now it's becoming more apparent. It's still a case is that it's missing a unique hook. It's also what I was saying about Kirby, but to more oh, of an extent, because like Yoshi's Island. Okay, first time you have Yoshi, you have the eggs, got it. Yoshi's story, it's in 3D now, you're collecting fruit, things are a little different. You're exploring levels more than just uh, going left to right, fine. Yoshi's Island DS, the hook was the babies, different abilities, doing different things, to go different places with different babies, different puzzles for each. Even Yoshi Touch and Go in the DS launch was like, okay, the hook is that you're auto-moving. And I know it's not a Yoshi's Island game, but it's as close. (laughs) It's it's close. You're automatically moving, you have to like time your tongue shots i don't know what to call it your tongue <laughs> your tongue reaches like all that they had kind of hooks but this one's literally just like yeah it's joshi's island what more do you want like it's just i don't know like if you're missing, in the hole I for the like 3ds other hook is in 3d yeah maybe but i feel like that's a horrible I don't know if you get it in 2ds yeah if you get it on 2ds you're stuck but i mean i guess and i don't think the giant egg is their hook i think that was just like hey guys we have a giant egg now well it's like the cat maybe you could play with boshi now he's back <laughs> they got the rights from Square Enix. I think it's Square Enix owns him. I mean, they probably share him, but I mean, you could play as Boshi just by putting sunglasses on any Yoshi. No, if you had Spike, oh, that's true. He had a jacket. That's right. Because he was such, and he had an attitude. He was such a yeah. He, he had an attitude. He was such a mid nineties badass. Yeah, <laughs> he was like the Poochie of the Yoshi games. <laughs> Simpsons fans. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm thinking they're gonna announce some sort of new thing closer into the release, kind of like with Mario 3D World, where it's like, "Hey guys, you can be a cat now," and they said nothing else until like a month in advance. They're like, "By the way, we have all these crazy other items. Look at these crazy low Like, and then they show what really is different. I'm hoping they do that with Yoshi's New Island. I don't know if they will, but right now it's just missing a hook. Cat right? Yoshi. Cat Yoshi. How how would he meow? He could only go Mwah. like what, what? How would he meow? I guess I don't know. <laughs> Why is this episode the sound effect episode? <laughs> anyway, know, uh, the final... It's all me, I know. The final, <laughs> the final game... Game, I should clarify. App? Specifically, not app, game, is uh, Bravely Default, which we should touch on. And that... And that uh, gave me the weirdest look, Jose. And that... Um, <laughs> that's... I think I know why it gave me a look, because there wasn't much to say about it. But there wasn't, there wasn't. So what Nintendo said in the direct was they spent like five minutes explaining how microtransactions work which was kind of funny <laughs> and, then they, and then they revealed a new demo uh, so the microtransactions thing now Square Enix is the one who actually made this game so a lot of people are probably like, oh no Nintendo's getting into microtransactions this is bad I think it's Square Enix got into microtransactions and part of the deal with Nintendo localizing is they have to keep them so what Nintendo was saying is as we talked about in the past there are uh, sleep points in the game these are special points that get you extra abilities as you battle you get them by leaving the game idle in sleep mode on we your 3DS. Right. What we didn't talk about is you only can get one every eight hours, and if you want more, you pay for them. Doesn't change the gameplay. You can unlock everything normally, but if you want to have like ten sleep points right off the bat and not put your and not wait however many hours that would be like four days or whatever, you can put real money into the game and get sleep points on the spot. 
which a Nintendo game has never done before. That's like iOS level microtransaction <laughs> crappiness. But, free to play. Yeah, but it's basically free to play, but you're paying forty dollars for a game first. <laughs> but um, I really, I just want to keep, I just want to say again, I think this is a rare instance because Square Enix put it in there, and Nintendo's just localizing. I don't think Nintendo's gonna go down this road because it just. They've always said that the whole point of their DLC is like you pay for a game, you get a full experience, but then we throw then there's extra stuff we develop after the fact. So if they start doing microtransactions that throws that philosophy out the window. Then again, they're probably desperate for money right now, so who knows? But um, the thing they have that, a lot of money. Yeah, they actually have a huge war chest of billions of dollars. But the the thing that's more interesting and better news for everyone is that everyone in the world, is that mm-hmm. Bravely Default is uh, getting a really interesting approach to a demo where they're taking a whole self-contained side quest and making it its own demo. This side quest will not be in the main game. It's only going to be a free downloadable side quest you can play independently of the game as a demo, and it comes out January 2nd, about a month before the game itself. So the side quest, you're helping spruce up a town. You're, uh, it's going to be apparently multiple hours in length. You get to keep everything you get in the side quest input in the main game, like all the items and care packages, whatever they call them, Pretty will cool. transfer over. And, uh, like I said, it's, it's only playable in that side quest. So, like, it's actually a really smart strategy, because, to me, I feel like RPG demos don't work. Like, either mm-hmm. you're playing the very beginning of the demo, and you, like, or the game, and it's... Out. Right, yeah, you're either playing the very beginning and it's all tutorial and you never actually get to play and it's just boring, or you're dropped in the middle of it like Project X Zone did, and you're like, what is oh, going yeah. on? I don't understand. I love that demo, though. Right, I know, you're just, <laughs> like, I didn't, I couldn't, I was like, what is happening here? But what Nintendo's doing is they're now creating a whole experience where they can have a tutorial, have you play, they can make their own difficulty curve, make their own, like, ramp of progress independent of the game and not to try and fit it in with it's the game. Al- it almost sounds like the best demo ever. It's basically the best way to do a demo. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best demo, but it's the smartest approach because they can basically say, "Okay, here's how you want. Here's how we want you to learn the game, and you get a chance to really try it on your own without us holding your hand or throwing you off the deep end. And then, if you do buy Bravely Default, you don't have to play it again. You don't have to like. I remember with Fire okay. Emblem, played the demo, really liked it. Got Fire Emblem Awakening, and then the first half hour, I'm like. I could have sworn I played this a week ago. Like, I just had to play it again. Like, you couldn't just jump... I, exactly! So, so uh, yeah, I think this is probably how all RPG demos are should be going forward. That's so, kind of I'm just about the um, Resident Evil demo. Like, even though it was the exact same beginning sequence, yeah. um, you did it off from the other room that your partner was trapped in. Right, it went, like, in reverse or something. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you experienced everything differently, but it was still, like, the same cutscene. See, that's how demos should be when, when you have a... A different experience. Yeah. Because if you're trying to sell people on the game, yeah, okay, they'll check out the... They might get the game, but then they're stuck playing the same thing twice. Granted, for, like, Mario or whatever, if they ever need to do a demo for that, <laughs> that's a little less of an issue. But for stuff where the story's important or pacing and whatnot, this is the way to go. So uh, the final, 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 final bit of the Nintendo Direct is about Pokemon Bank. And the Nintendo uh, Direct? That was in there. Oh, it was. And, and they said, guess when it's coming out, guys? December 27th. Ha! That didn't happen. So, um, so yeah, it's actually the fact that didn't happen is a pretty good transition into our discussion of what's going on with Nintendo Network, which we'll get to in a moment. But, but the thing with Pokemon Bank is that originally, uh, originally, I want, sorry, originally Nintendo was saying that if you download on December 22nd or any time until September 2014, you get a free Celebi in your Pokemon Bank that you can import into X and Y. It's not yeah. just any Celebi. Celebi with a special move called Hold Back. And you can't obtain it normally through the game whatsoever. 
The only way to get it is with this Celebi through Pokemon Bank. So it's like, oh, cool. Everyone's going to jump on on December 27th and get their Celebi and do their thing. That's what you're going to do, huh? And, yeah, I actually was. Because <laughs> you don't even need to subscribe to the service. You have a 30-day trial when you try... If you start your Pokemon Bank between now and, I believe, January 31st, 2014, you have 30 days to use it however you want, right? For free. Mm-hmm. And that's 5 bucks a year after that to maintain their cloud service and let you keep those 3,000 Pokemon or up to 3,000 up in the cloud. And they're going to have 3,000. Yeah, I, I, I definitely won't because I don't even breed them. But, <laughs> so I don't know if you don't want to throw them away. That's like the only way they send me out the box. Right, yeah. But, um, yeah, now it's like everything's on hold because of what's going on with the app. They which sold launched... too many consoles. <laughs> Apparently. Well, here's what happened. It launched in Japan. Pokemon Bank launched in Japan Christmas Eve. Which right there should be not happening. They shouldn't launch it right before a major holiday, but where lots of people will be logging on. But so it launched Christmas Eve. And in that time, people were able to discover all sorts of little ins and outs of the bank and what you can do and what you can't do. But then, Nintendo postponed Pokemon Bank and the corresponding Pokemon Transporter, which lets you import from Black and White 1 and 2 into X and Y, because over in Japan, stuff was crashing because Pokemon Bank required a Nintendo Network ID. And the Nintendo Network ID authentication went down. And then the eShop went down. So they had to Mm. yank Pokemon Bank out from being used in Japan. And then they just delayed it here in the States and delayed it in Europe indefinitely until they fix all this. So basically, the issues that... Basically, the issues they're trying to avoid by not launching Pokemon Bank day and date with X and Y, by staggering it so the frenzy died down, they then recreated by launching it on Christmas. Which is, like, the dumbest thing. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, before... We, and that, in large part, is what contributed to the Nintendo Network issue. As well as selling more consoles than they thought. I mean, clearly, they're like, we're going to sell five Wii U's. And then they sold seven. And everything <laughs> crashed. And they didn't know what <laughs> But, but no, it, before we get to the Nintendo Network... I guess making everyone have to, like, link their accounts and, like... Yeah, that's I mean, Everyone that already had one, yeah. So, yeah, because yeah. uh, Pokemon Bank specifically required using Nintendo Network ID. Most stuff doesn't. I mean, free apps, they said, would... But this one, apparently, even to log into the service separate from getting it from the eShop, you have to log in with your Nintendo Network ID. So then there's like a double whammy on the server because people are making them, trying to make them, using them on the eShop, then re-trying to authenticate them with the app, and it's, it's just a mess. But those in Japan that have it found some interesting things. Funny how, like, I guess even like I pulled in Japan, like, enough of the people already transferred enough Pokemon that they're already breeding, they're already in circulation. So if you wonder trade, like, you'll get a bunch of those. Right. And yeah, you've been, Pokemon. I mean, you're way further, like, way deeper into the, like, Pokemon breeding world than I am. Oh. That sounds very strange. You're deep in the Pokemon breeding world. But are all uh, Brocks. What? <laughs> Pokemon breeders. Oh, you're all Brock. Yeah, there you go. But, um, but yeah, so you know, I mean, you're making this point to me. There's this thing on Kotaku. Um, I think it's from a user, not from the site <laughs> itself. But basically, apparently, Pokemon that are banned from tournaments and whatnot are actually uh, well, still work. Like, Nintendo said they're going to put filters, right? And you ought to be able to use official Pokemon. Yeah. But... People are maybe slipping through the cracks. You could explain this better. But I mean, well, I guess like the way like the, I mean, the article is like titled like Pokemon like hilariously fails to stop hack Pokemon. Right. But um, I guess like the way, I mean, I always like pictured, okay, hack Pokemon or Pokemon that have moves that they aren't supposed to have in any sort of way. Like a Pikachu is an ability that doesn't let it get hit whatsoever. Like another right. Pokemon's ability or like stuff like that. I go one step further and assume it's a Pikachu head on a Geodude body or something. Or like a Pikachu Geodude arms or something weird. doesn't even have a body. His head is his body. That's why I corrected myself. <laughs> but I always assume... Out of all the Pokemon... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm removing myself from the conversation. Right. Continue. Might as well be guessing. Boo-doo. Did you have more? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I was waiting for you to finish. I said continue. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Right. So that's what I assumed they meant. Like, okay, like... 
Um, PokeBank, like Nintendo, Nintendo's made, said many times that they were going to stop like illegal Pokemon or right. Pokemon. Right. And that's pretty much just Pokemon that have those moves, have those abilities, have things that they aren't supposed to have. But um, I guess, as the article points out, is that a lot of Pokemon are passing through that have moves that they are supposed to have. Mm-hmm. But it's just all technicalities. So, yeah. like, they pass, like, oh, an Infernape, an Infernape passed through the screeners that had an ability that you should only have if it was American. Because only an American um, Infernape got that ability. But that Infernape in question was Italian, so... So how to get, how to, how do you do it? In yeah. Other words. So I guess, like, people were more concerned with the fact that, like, oh, I guess I could have, a, I guess, a move or ability that wasn't officially released in another country pass through the screeners, even though not supposed so to. So it's a big issue, then, that they were having that. So, okay, if, if we can get those, like, moves from different regions through, does that mean we can get bigger hacks in as well? I don't know. Cause is, that what, is that, like, the direction the guy was going in with this, or? I, I think so, but, like, it just, it pretty, I don't know, I kind of see, like, it's not that big of an issue, because, I mean, right. if... If there's, already, to... if there's already a Pokemon released with that ability somewhere in the world, you can already assume that there's already there's already many ways that someone could already get it then. Yeah, how's he know that the guy didn't trade? Oh, no, yeah. And, or breed. Or breed. No, yeah, and then, like... And trade, was, then breed. Yeah. And then I was like reading... And, I was, and then I read into, like, the conversation that, like, people had in the comments, because they were, like, full-on researching it, like, whether it right. is possible to have that Yeah, it's actually a really in-depth article. And, uh, <laughs> people on the internet, man. And, and people, like, yeah, in the forums, like, they, mm-hmm. they ended up deducing that there is a legitimate way to get that particular Infernape like a so fully all, legal life. right so it's all for nothing all this pretty much right well, that's, so Nintendo's doing it right yeah, so yeah. so as far as like having like I guess um, it's kind of funny how I guess now we have like different like subsets of illegal Pokemon there are illegal Pokemon which have moves that they're not supposed to have right there are legit legit hacked Pokemon which are Pokemon that were just instantly created but have only moves that they're supposed to learn and other stats are so they're Pokemon that like a third party client of some sort built these Pokemon yeah but in, they like but, a program and but they but, check out in terms of their stats and yeah their like they have nothing unfair about it it just right. saves time it, they're, they're just right. they, yeah so they get made up to save time because like breeding is like a hassle and um and then there's the other kind where it's just legal like just normal Pokemon like I catch a Pikachu in the woods and I can use it because it's a legit normal everyday yeah. Pikachu and as far as like I can tell like hack I mean the First one, the illegal, just plain illegal, aren't going to get passed through. I mean, Pokemon Revolution made it so you can't use any of those. Right. And even if you create Pokemon through, like, a third-party app or something, if you give them more stats than they're supposed to, even if you're off by one, they'll still turn your Pokemon into a bad egg. That's what your game will call it, a bad egg. Mm -hmm. And you won't be able to use it. So I think Nintendo's still doing it right. Even if those Pokemon pass through, it shouldn't matter because by that point, they're not not unfair. Yeah, gotcha. they're not unfair, yeah. A Pokemon should be able to have those moves. Especially if you're betting online, like, how are you going to be like, oh, he used this move, oh, I'm going to go look into him, oh, okay. Like, right, that's, right. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, all about nothing, then. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it was I, an I, inter- I skimmed like, the article, and it seemed interesting. We have a link to the article on our blog post for this episode on Ramjot.com, yeah. but, and like, it, it seemed people are doing their research. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it does, like, bother a lot of people just the fact that it is there. Because, I mean, there are some people that go, okay, they're going to be making these Pokemon and they're going to be trading them outside. I don't want to randomly get, I guess, a hack Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But at that point, too, they're saying, like, oh, I don't want people to be breeding these hack Pokemon and then yeah. trading them around. But the moment they're breeding them, they officially become, like, legal Pokemon that have those abilities, but they're completely 100% real because they were right. created. Right, right. It's kind of funny. It's like half yeah. fake Pokemon and real like they made a baby in. so I guess yeah I guess with like Pokemon right I guess with Pokemon uh, Bank there's no real way because once they're breed they're legit so there's no real mm-hmm. way to filter out 
the pre-breeded ones. And <laughs> how you know where they came from? Yeah, it's already like, it's already too late. Like, yeah, even if they already pulled it, like I'm pretty sure a lot of it's like trying to put the lid back on Pandora's box after it's been opened. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. But, uh, yeah, metaphor. <laughs> but um, college. <laughs> yeah, beyond college now. But uh, still kind of wish it? that it got released already here. Cause... Yeah, well, that's the thing, and that brings us back to the town network. Is they couldn't, they literally could not, because yeah. not so Pokemon Bank took down. The uh, Nintendo Network servers, in part, and then uh, that's fine. Nintendo could, you know, they fixed. They could fix it Christmas Eve. It was working for me when I downloaded the NES Remix, and then Christmas happened, and apparently that's what really overloaded pe- the server. Because Nintendo one, they had all the 3DS owners making new Nintendo Network IDs. Two, they had all the people that bought the Zelda bundles for Wii U and 3DS with download codes to their games, trying to download their games, thus also trying to make Nintendo Network IDs. <laughs> Three, they had people that like got gift cards just trying to access the eShop, half of whom then had to make Nintendo That's Network true. IDs, if not we got gift cards. Yeah, so it's just like everything just piled up to the point that it just kind of crashed. The whole thing just went down. And the thing is, it's not... Here. What? Yeah, basically this is Nintendo's healthcare.gov. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought healthcare, healthcare.gov was bad, if you thought you couldn't get health insurance, good luck trying to get yourself a copy of Link the World. <laughs> but, um, no, it's just, yeah, it just it just kept growing from there. And it didn't help that in Europe, simultaneously as this is all happening, Nintendo's doing a deal where if you add a Nintendo Network ID to your 3DS, you get a free copy of, uh, virtual, co- virtual console copy of Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, the Game Boy Color Mario game. I don't know why we're not getting that in America. I really wish we were. Because <laughs> that game's actually very fun. But and it's kind of different yeah, enough. But, um... Super Mario Brothers Deluxe is... Super Mario Brothers, but has Deluxe in it. There's like... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay. You take <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and the Deluxe, deluxe and, and Rainbow Cursive. It was a Game Boy Color game. And there yeah, was playing cards in it. That you could kind of unlock. with like little pictures. No, well, point being, Europeans get it for free, so that's more incentive and more people making Nintendo Network IDs than necessary at that given moment. So it's just all this piling up, and then it just all went down. And I mean, granted, PSN had issues, Steam had issues, even Xbox Live had issues. PSN got hacked, though. No, no, just now, PSN. Oh, like, okay, over Christmas, yeah. PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live all at one point or another that's had some serious issues. Gotcha. But Nintendo's were, and as of this recording, still are, particularly bad. And I mean... Like, it's one thing if it's like, oh, okay, I can't download a game, I'll save my gift card. But the people that got the Zelda bundles, they're told their game is on the eShop. There are kids who, like, Christmas morning, like, I can't wait to play the new Zelda. Go to the eShop, <laughs> and it's like, your code doesn't work. And it's like, what? what? <laughs> and they're, they yeah, ruined Christmas. Family, Nintendo yeah, yeah. ruined Christmas. But <laughs> I'm being a little overage, Mac. But, I mean, it wasn't just that. Like, there's people who, they would buy a game, the download wouldn't appear, and then they go, what? And they'd try and buy it again, but... You know, it, either they put double the amount of credit on their account because they keep trying to do a transaction and it won't go through, or, like, they try and uh, submit a game that they have, like, a prepaid card for, or get a game they have pre- prepaid card for, and the download wouldn't start, but the game, but the eShop would say this code's been redeemed. Because what happened was the, the there's a disconnect between the submission of the code and the start of the download. It's like people were entering the code, the eShop recognized it, but it didn't appear in their purchased library history mm-hmm. list. Until, like, six hours later. So everyone was, like, freaking out. And there were people that paid, like, triple... Like, they wanted $50 of eShop credit, not 150 Like, it's because they kept having to do it. So it's just, like, it's a mess for Nintendo. And honestly, it's just a conspiracy. Well, it's not a conspiracy. But it, I mean, I mean, maybe Nintendo wants to sabotage themselves. But it's, it's definitely one of those things, like, this is Nintendo's first year where they pushed the eShop this hard. Like, they've always had it this first year that's, like, you get a system and you have to get the game from the eShop. Or, like... You know, they have prepaid cards for, like, Wii Sports Club at GameStop, and you just get the card, and you go home and try and get the game. 
Like, all that was happening. It's the first year they pushed it this hard, and it all came crashing down. <laughs> so their reputation as an online service provider is probably hurt by this in some significant way, especially because they ruined Christmas. So, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, they're the Grinch. So, I mean, Nintendo has, to their credit, they've been trying to redeem things a little. Like, they've been doing, they've been posting very apologetic, frequent updates on social media. They sent out a spot pass about this to all 3DS owners saying why Pokemon Bank was delayed, apologizing for the server. I get that. Like, you know, it's better if I did. I think it's an eShop notification, so you have to have your eShop notifications on. But, um, I don't, I, I don't know if you do. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so they are trying to keep people on top of things, but... It's just, like, it's ridiculous. I mean, on Friday, just to give you an idea of how bizarre this whole thing is. So, starting on Friday and continuing up through Sunday morning, the day this podcast goes live, uh, oh. they are doing rolling blackouts at the eShop. You know how, remember physical stores? Remember those things you used to have to walk into to buy a game? Mm-hmm. Like, you had to go and you had to open a door and you go inside and they have, like, shelves. And they have oh. hours. Like, they're only open from, like... X to Y, like, 9 a.m. to Pokemon 5 p.m. X. Yeah, they're only open for Pokemon X to Pokemon Y. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're only open from, like, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? You, you remember that thing that existed. That's how the eShop is now. Nintendo's literally, like, the hours of the eShop for your region are up to 4 p.m. Then it will be closed till 4 a.m. It's like, who? <laughs> Why? I've never heard. I've it's never open all week except for, like, Mondays or something. What? Like yeah, like, mon- like, every Monday from 4 oh, to 4. Oh, but that's different. That's maintenance. Every Monday oh. from for two hours in the middle of the night, they do maintenance. But they're literally saying, if you want to buy stuff from the eShop, you have till 4 p.m. Then we are closing the eShop in your region for 12 hours, and we will reopen. Then Europe, when you're open again, Europe will be closed. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to not shut it down completely. So they're staggering who can access uh, it when. But has anyone ever heard of a website doing that? Can you imagine if iTunes just like put out a notification when you go to e- when you like look at like the iTunes Twitter account? It's just like, by the way, if you want the new Beyonce album that like surprise dropped last week, you're gonna have to buy it before six p.m. Because after that, we're closed. <laughs> who does that? It's like really weird. I understand they have issues, but I've never heard of a site doing that. And I work on websites. Like, I, like my profession is social media yeah, and no websites. Hurry up, Mom. I need to get home to the yeah, eShop. Yeah, I need to get home before 4 p.m. Eastern. The eShop's gonna close. <laughs> when it's gonna close. The site will go down. What? <laughs> like, even healthcare.gov didn't, like, have rolling blackouts where it's like, you can go now, but not then. It's either you go and it works or it doesn't work. Like, and they close it. Like, they don't have this weird, like, from these hours. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's nice that they're doing that versus just shutting it down completely, yeah, and it's fixing it a little, but it's just they have a way to Trying to, to change it up. Yeah, trying, always trying to innovate, yeah. even in website blackouts. <laughs> but I will give, I mean, I guess the one upside to all this issue is Nintendo must have had a pretty good holiday season, right? Like, who are, all these, who are all these people that are crashing their site? That's true. And their eShops. So, you know, in a way it's a good, in a way it's like a blessing, in, not a blessing in disguise, but it's a silver lining of the situation. But didn't we already get their numbers? For November, but not December. Oh. December will be getting in the next couple episodes. Yeah. Either next episode or the episode after. But, um, it, it, and it's not, honestly, it could have been worse as well. It's only eShop and it's only Nintendo Network ID authentication through the eShop. Meverse worked fine because that's on Amazon Cloud Servers. Friends List worked fine. I was on Meverse and looking at Friends List stuff Amazon all Amazon Cloud Christmas. Server? Amazon has a cloud service, yes. A lot of major sites, including Netflix, use Amazon's cloud servers to support their infrastructure. Nintendo doesn't for eShop because that's a lot of downloads, but I believe they do for Meverse and their social features like their friends list and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called uh, AWS is the name of the service, Amazon Web Services. Cool. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, so I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Everything could have gone down. It's only the eShop, but still, they're going to they're gonna have to get 
people happy again. I don't know if that means a free virtual console ambassador game two. or a free or a new ambassador program or something. Ambassador two, ambassador or something. But they're gonna have, uh, ambassador boogaloo. Badasser. <laughs> but they're they're gonna have to do something. So I'm sure we'll hear in the next couple of weeks what Nintendo's plan is, and maybe they'll just apologize because I mean it is a free service, sort of. Like, on the one hand, it's free. They don't owe us anything. But on the other hand, people were promised games with their bundles that they couldn't access for multiple days. So, who knows? And while they might be screwing up all their Nintendo Network stuff, and I wish them the best with fixing it, Aww. there is one thing they're doing absolutely correct, and that, and they're really firing on cylinders with, and that's uh, Street Pass. I don't know. Did you guys partake in National Street Pass weekend a couple weekends ago? Didn't even know that was a thing. It was a thing. Nope. So, here's what it was. You guys are great. So, here's what it was. Uh, playing Pokemon. We could have gone to a public place to play it, and then Street Pass. Because what Nintendo did... Nope. This was two... No, you could not have. Two weeks ago, uh, they did... Actually, right when our last episode went live, they did all their Nintendo Zones turned into what they call... You know how they have the Street Pass relays, Mm -hmm. where it's like you get the last person that was there? They basically shuffled the deck. Every Nintendo Zone gave you six random Street Passes from any other Nintendo Zone in North America. So you'd like Street Pass and be like a dude from Wisconsin, and a dude from Wyoming, and a dude from Montana, and then whoever else. And you get six at once, and you can just go location to location and get more. And it's it's the idea behind it was that uh, basically they wanted to get people to try Street Pass in ways they couldn't really before. Because, like, in Japan, Street Pass is used daily. Everyone's just, you know, they get on the train, they get, like, four Street Passes. And here in the States, it doesn't really happen because we're not as densely populated. Mm-hmm. New York, it kind of does. Like, when I was there last week... Once again, check out my extra on the site about the merchandise in Nintendo World. But no, when I was there last week, even outside Nintendo World, I was over Street Pass weekend, I got a lot of Street Passes. Because, you know, there's so many Nintendo Zones. And then during the week when there wasn't uh, the Street Pass event, I still got a lot. Because it's just a very densely packed area, lots of people. The only time here when we get a lot of people is, like, events. Right, yeah, and and Nintendo's aware of that. Like, Comic-Con, E3, Mm -hmm. Anime Expo, they know that those packs... They know those events draw people, but they want to make their own event. Basically make it so you go out in the world as you normally would and still get to street pass a bunch. So that was the idea behind it. That's kind of cool. And it's actually really cool. And um, Bill Trennan of Nintendo America actually, in conjunction with Street Pass Weekend, did a number of interviews discussing why they're doing it and whatnot. And um, when speaking with Polygon, he now explained that, yes, we're doing it because, you know, people we want people to see how street pass was meant to be used, not when you're bombarded with 500 street passes at once. <laughs> but you get three here, you get six there. So that's kind of why they did it. But also, um, they want to continue doing this in 2014 in new ways. So they're considering expanding Street Pass even more. So more people go to Nintendo Zones and do more stuff. Some ideas of throwing around are scavenger hunts involving Street Pass and Nintendo Zones. I don't know what exactly that means. <laughs> but they're going to do some yeah, sort of scavenger hunt. Plan. I guess you like find you go to certain Nintendo Zones to find certain Miis. Like they, could do some, they could totally do something where it's like, oh, if you want this gold pants Mii and Miyamoto, you have to you know try your luck at one of three Nintendo Zones and they just track on your 3DS how many Nintendo zones you've been to that day and it just spits it out after Go three or something. Three in. Exactly, and then you eventually <laughs> get it. Or like, the, another thing you said they're considering is crossword puzzles themed around Nintendo games. So you would get it through mm-hmm. a Nintendo zone and it would come like attached with a street pass or something. But the uh, more interesting of even that is, at least to me, is the um, not so subtle business side of this, which is Gee, it's two weeks before Christmas, and look, there's suddenly all these people at Best Buy with 3DSs. <laughs> and why are these, all these people like at this Starbucks looking at their 3 What is this 3DS? I'm curious now. Yes, this was literally just viral grassroots marketing. Nothing more, nothing less. But what Nintendo basically was doing, even if they put on the nice they front don't of... They care about us? No, they do care, but they, they want us to experience the product as it's meant to be experienced, but they also want the added benefit of free marketing. Because if I'm sitting in a Starbucks looking at my 3DS and I keep doing all this stuff and I keep like 
interacting with it. So people waiting in line for their coffee. I go, what? Why is that guy so into his 3ds? What's so great about 3ds? And go look it up. <laughs> and then they have, right? Or they might even ask me. Yeah. And then yeah, they have 10 days. Yeah, exactly. What? 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 Why are there two of those screens and not one? <laughs> but um, and you know, leading up to Christmas. Yeah, did you never not hear of a, of a DS? <laughs> yeah. But uh, leading up to Christmas, they had 12, 10 to twelve days, depending on when you saw these people. Days of Christmas. I know. But they had ten to twelve days to have all these people see these 3ds's and go, oh. These chairs seem popular. I'm seeing them everywhere this weekend. Maybe I should go get one for little Timmy. Like, it's Damn, brilliant marketing. Timmy gets everything. Yeah, Timmy gets everything. <laughs> Timmy's just like, yeah, he's spoiled. He's a spoiled brat. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I mean, Trenton said in a separate interview with uh, GamesBeat, which is VentureBeat, the tech site's um, blog, I guess, he was saying that, video game blog, he was saying that that is kind of a secondary event, like secondary motivation for this is the viral marketing. Of course, he's not going to outright say that that's why they did it, but he called it a nice, quote, side benefit, which I thought was kind of funny. But, I mean, it is really smart. It is smart. It's very smart, because Nintendo just got free. Right, but just like, you're walking around seeing everyone with 3DSs on one particular weekend, weekend, and you don't obviously know that Nintendo basically said, go take them out in the world. Go enjoy, bask in sunlight with your 3DS. Like, you know, it's it's Was it even successful? Yeah, it's quite successful. Nintendo seemed... I mean, they didn't give raw numbers, but these interviews came out on Saturday, which was... I'll put it this way. The Street Pass weekend was supposed to be Saturday and Sunday, the 14th and 15th, or something like that, of December. They started a day early, and then the interviews came out Saturday. So I think either the interviews were way in advance and just time to come out then, or the response was good enough that they're like, hey, we should really talk up, you know, the event. Because you would think if they wanted to do interviews to promote it, they would do it before (laughs) the day it's happening. So I don't know when the interviews are time, but yeah, it seems like Nintendo's happy with it. And if they're already planning 2014 yeah. scavenger hunts, they're probably gonna keep it going. It you is know, cool. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite cool. It kind of undermines the name Street Pass because you're not really passing yeah. anyone anywhere. But extra content, and with the new Street Pass Plaza games, which is another reason they did this, because more people are going to Street Pass and be like, oh, maybe I should get these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm now Street Passing a lot. Like I got 20 people today. Maybe I should see what these new games are. 10 bucks or 15 bucks are about. And then they spend fifteen dollars, and Nintendo gets fifteen bucks. Damn. So it even they even market it to the people who already have it. It's <laughs> really brilliant. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for news. That is Nintendo Direct and beyond. And you are almost spot on. Almost two hours of news. And thirty minute, a thirty minute news in two hours. Yeah. Well, no, it's a little more than <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. But of course, we're not just talking the news. We also have what we're playing, which, as we said, top of the show. I've been playing NES Remix. You, sir, Elvis, have been playing Sonic Lost World. Bit Jose's just been breeding Pokemon. There's not much to say. He gave his impressions of Pokemon. Man. Yep. <laughs> You've just been breeding Pokemon. So, so I play Sonic in the morning and I breed Pokemon at night. Of course you breed them at night. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'll go first, I guess, with any remix impressions. After you guys have any thoughts or questions about it as I go, of course. Chime. Remember the first and, time I saw the trailer, it was like, someone could do this in the computer at home. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's ROM hacks, the game. But here's the thing. And, and the thing is, it's actually developed by people that know what they're doing. It's this company called Indie Zero, which... Uh, With a bunch of ex-hackers? No, no, no. <laughs> well, um, more recently, they made Theaterism Final Fantasy for 3DS, and they made the 3DS Louvre Guide for the museum. Wow, that's Which so doesn't awesome. show what they, that they know what they're Damn. doing. But here's... <laughs> Let me purposely say they know what they're doing by no, showing no, no, games no. that have nothing no, to do with it. No, I'm saying more recently they did that, but what they're really cut or cut their teeth on and what they're really known for and why they were picked for this uh retro games uh the retro game challenge for ds it's that compilation and they've had like two or three in japan and they're hugely popular where they're called game center cx basically what they are are they're fake retro game compilations so it's always like old school style games with old school style mechanics and goals and whatnot but they're all made up retro games 
but they perfectly channeled the aesthetic of NES games and how they felt and how they played. So Nintendo went to them, and this is where the pedigree comes in, mm-hmm. and said, hey, why don't you do this to our actual retro games? And they're like, do you have money? Nintendo's like, sure. <laughs> and then it happened. So so basically the game... They don't, they don't, they don't sound like very nice people. I don't know if they said that. I would assume they did. But I, I'm, nice I'm sure what they really said is, oh, we're so honored that you trust us with your established and, uh, well... Well, no. reputable and well known and legendary IPs, and we would love to make it for free. And Ted said, "No, no, 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 no. We <laughs> should give you money. It's only right." And then they signed a contract. Okay, so what NES Remix is is now that I've done my bizarro <laughs> scenario, there's basically over 200 challenges in this game. It's a whole series of challenges. Some of games we know, some within games we know, some that remix NES games in different ways. So there's 200 different challenges. Um, we have to do certain obstacles across 16 different NES games as well as the remixes. So, uh, they kind of just, like, mix and match concepts we know and shake up things we you would normally do and kind of slice them up in different ways. So, it's things like, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, jumping on seven enemies in Mario or, like, climbing a vine in Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> or, uh, doing a wheelie for X number of seconds or a whole lap in Excite Bike or that Sounds sort like of thing. Sounds like they're going to get achievements for... It's that sort of thing, but how they do it, how they structure it is they put in a very, like, on the surface, it's like, oh, they're just telling you to do this. But they structure it kind of WarioWare style. So you have three or four that you do back to back to back. Like that Excite Bike one, it's like, okay, do a wheelie over one jump. Do a wheelie over two jumps. Do a wheelie the whole lap. Like, keep doing that wheelie. Don't ever touch the ground with your front tire. Like, that sort of thing. And what they do is there's a timer and there's lives. So if you mess up, you lose a life. If you don't mess up, obviously, you keep all your lives. And that gets you more points. <laughs> and the faster you do these things, the more points you get. And the whole thing is based on a point system of uh, multiple stars. So you can get one star, two stars, three stars, or you can get rainbow stars if you can really figure Ooh. out like the tips and tricks and the best way to do it. And Nintendo's been posting on Miiverse challenges that, and explanations of how to get rainbow stars and encouraging you to try your own. So, so that's kind of how it is on surface level. Like, it's just like all these really, really like, little bits and pieces. Like, oh, find the hidden dungeon in this Zelda map. And you just walk and find it. But you want to do it <laughs> as fast. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like, uh, you know, there's bushes. And it's like, cut down the bush, find where the dungeon is. Mm. But they, they do it in, like, this rapid fire. Like, okay, you need to do it as quickly as you can because you want a high score. Go, 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 go. And it's just like one, two, three, back to back. It's always two to four. Almost always two to four of it's them. In nine one volts. It's basically nine volt. It's mm. nine volt as achievements, essentially. And these cool. are just the standard challenges. Then the remixes get a bit more interesting and sometimes combine games in different, unique ways. So you have, like, uh, a Donkey Kong remix where Link is the character. And Link can't jump, as you know from Zelda. So you're playing a game starring a guy named Jumpman, but you can't jump. <laughs> so you have to think about how are you going to properly get around the barrels and everything. And it kind of, you know, and also do it quickly because there's a timer. So, you know, it's that sort of thing. Or um, there's others where, like, they're within the specific game, but just kind of mix it up in different ways. So, like, Super Mario Brothers, there's one remix where uh, they turn it into an endless runner. And you have to just know exactly when to jump to dodge fish flying above and land on platforms. It's like one of the water. It's one of those levels where it's like water below you, platforms are in the middle, and then the fish jump up from the water, and you have to like run through them. It's kind of like that. So they have that, or like there's another one where they turn one of uh, Mario's levels into like an ice world. Like there's a blizzard, so everything's super slippery, so you have to navigate, but it's all really slippery. It's like the Mm. physics completely change. You have to handle that as quickly as you can without dying. And they had that mirrored. Underground one? Yeah. And they have that, or they have, like, a lot with double characters. With, uh, like, there's a Mario Bros. one where you have to beat the stage with two, controlling two Marios. Or there's, like, an Ice Climber one where you have to reach the top with two Ice Climbers, but you're controlling both with one. Like, almost like the Double oh, Cherry okay. in 3D World, oh, okay. but 8-bit. It's, like, there's just all these different little challenges. And for the, uh, for the remix stages, they kind of have a different aesthetic. Like, they still have the 8-bit graphics, but they have, like, 
gradient backgrounds and textured backgrounds and all sorts of different little, you know, flourishes that make it clear these aren't just straight-up NES games. And then, of course, some of the visuals they use also influence the games themselves. So there's levels that are completely silhouetted, since that's the new it thing in platformers these days. It's so, like you're playing Mario, a Mario level, and the bushes and the Goombas, which are the exact same sprite, by the way. Or no, sorry. The bushes, the, the bushes and the clouds are the same sprite. The Goombas and the mushrooms are the same sprite. But the Goombas will walk in front of a bush, and you can't see where that Goomba went. So you have to kind of know the level in, the, in your mind and know its layout so you can properly navigate without hitting an enemy. Or like uh, Excite Bike, there's one where you have basically the headlight of the bike. So there's like a little patch right. of light in front of you and nothing else. So you have to kind of navigate and avoid obstacles that you only see about a split second before you hit them. So depending on how you perform, like I said, you get that three-star rating, and that's kind of like... That's kind of where the meat of the game is, is you want to get the best rating. You want to brag about it because... Uh, you want to get those rainbow ratings because those stars are what you use to unlock more of the game. So you start with like six NES games. It expands to 16. Uh, you also get new stamps, much like Mario 3D World, as you get more stars. And these stamps, just like in 3D World, you can edit however you want and... You know, do, put, do on Miiverse with different, like, erase things and add things and speech bubbles and everything. And Miiverse itself, actually, is kind of a cool integration in the game where, uh, you know, you're browsing through each of the challenges and to the right of the challenge will be a little pop-up that will show someone who played that challenge and it'll show their comment and it'll show their stamp if they used it in that comment. And under it, it'll have their clear time and the star rating they got. So it's almost like a leaderboard, but not. And this is actually my biggest complaint with it is they have all this data. They're clearly uh, sending rankings and times and comments to some sort of cloud somewhere for Miiverse, why couldn't they just spit them all back and you can see, like, a top ten on this stage or something? It's very strange that they only oh, pick okay. one. They just <laughs> pick one at random. It's not even the best, necessarily. Like, there's one guy with two stars. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, the comments are nice, and it makes you feel more social, and you're more connected, and you're encouraged to comment. There's a little comment button in the corner of the screen almost at all times. And it will track without having to use, like... You know how some uh, games on Miiverse, it's like... Uh, it have a special tag or have a special like sub community where if you post something from within a certain part of that game, it'll go with that tag or to that sub sub community, but it doesn't actually like. It's just like weird filtering on the Miiverse end. So when your friends are looking through the feed, it's like when you play Game of Wario and you're doing the Pictionary and it shows like thirty drawings that someone did because they're all tagged with the drawing and they're all posted to Miiverse. <laughs> with this, how this one works is they'll sh- still show all the uh, posts you make. But the tagging and matching to each minigame is kind of done silently by Nintendo on the server end. So you don't have, like, 18 different posts that will all be tagged, like, Excitebike, level 1-2, <laughs> Excitebike, Remix 1, Excitebike. Like, it's just posts. So you can post whatever you want with whatever game, but Nintendo will pair them properly and then display them that way within the game. So it's, like, it's just a clever way to address what was becoming kind of weird sectioning of things with sub-communities and whatnot. But, um, I mean, if they're doing that, why can't they just do it? leaderboard they're already pairing everything properly i I don't know that's my biggest complaint um but i guess the only other complaint now that i think about it is kind of that nes remix is basically an ad for the virtual console (laughs) like everywhere you go you're paying 15 dollars for an ad to buy more games like everywhere you go in the menus which by the way all look very clean and crisp and quite nice and simple um there's a little eShop button in the corner next to the Miiverse button. Whenever you click it, a little pop-up comes up. And it's like, hey, you want, you do you want to buy this game from the eShop? I mean, granted, the pop-up is themed like the dungeon in Zelda where he sells you items. But still, it's just like, hey, buy this game. And it's just like, no, no. I, if I wanted it, I would have. <laughs> it doesn't, it's totally optional. What about if you already have it? Will it 
not be there? I think it's still there. I don't know. Once again, I just want to clarify, it's totally optional. It doesn't pop up on its own. You have to click the eShop button. But if you ever click it, it's like, hey, buy this. So it's just like, <laughs> calm down. But and, and I think actually the fact that they are clearly using this as a promotional tool for the eShop kind of hurts it because the 16 NES games included in NES Remix are all currently available on the Wii U eShop so they can do this cross-promotion thing. That means that there's some kind of odd choices on there. For example, Pinball. Urban Champion, Cuckoo Land, Golf, <laughs> Baseball. Like, all these, like, okay, sure, they're NES games, sure, people play them. Golf and Trinko is actually pretty good. But, like, some of these don't age as well. They don't control as well as you would remember. It's just kind of finicky feeling. Like, the physics are wonky. Like, there's no Metroid. There's no Kid Icarus. There's no, like, staples of Nintendo's NES era in this because they're only doing the ones that were on the eShop at the time they developed this. Can't so there's no Mario 3, even though that's coming to the eShop soon. There's no Mario 2. There's Urban Champion. So, it's just kind of like, Someone's I feel excited, like it's though. a missed opportunity. What? Someone's excited. Oh, I'm sure someone is, but it's just kind of missed. It's a missed opportunity when they're theming this whole thing around, hey, look, all these, all your favorite classics in a new, interesting way. And by favorites, we mean the 16 that happened to already be on the eShop. It's just, it's just kind of funny. Like, the developers did what, the developers worked with what they had and did really great things. Even the games that don't aren't as good, like, you're like, oh, wow, this does not age well but you're still like the challenge is still remote, pretty clever and still remotely fun <laughs> so it makes it a challenge yeah it makes it more of a challenge but it's just like it's clear that this angle of it like the whole game selection and everything was very clearly driven by how can we drum up eShop, uh, virtual console interest on the eShop on the flip side of that it's really nice to see Nintendo actually promoting the virtual console granted <laughs> I had to pay them to, be, to receive the promotion for the virtual console <laughs> but the fact of the matter is they don't usually promote it so that if they're doing anything at all and they're doing it with this actually really cool interactive. ROM hack collection interaction yeah interactive <laughs> game is neat like it's really cool and the developers like I said what they had what they had to work with they did excellent work with it's just they had some weird choices <laughs> or Nintendo gave them some weird choices so I guess overall it is a bit on the pricey side. 15 bucks is a lot to ask for what's essentially ROM hacks. But <laughs> I, personally, I personally really like it. I recommend it to anyone that likes the 9-volt WarioWare games. That's essentially what it's... It's like that combined with like an achievement system, like you said, Jose. If I just stick to the 9-volt <laughs> yeah. WarioWare games. Yeah, but no, I personally find it really fun. And uh, like I said, it has a really nice interface. Everything's presented really cleanly. The Miiverse stuff is pretty cool, although the lack of leaderboards is a little puzzling. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fun way to revisit old games in kind of a new way. I guess it's easy. Granted, they're not all in great. In a remix way? In a remix. You know, to tie it into the A New Spin On Things title, it's a fun way to try out old games with a new spin on them. And speaking of spinning, unless there's anything you guys want to know about NES Remix. Not particularly. Okay, oh, speaking of spinning, rest. Sonic has a spin move. Spin dash. Well, it's a move that he spins in. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> and, and you, sir, just today, <clears throat> in front of our very eyes, me and Jose, completed Sonic Lost World. Yeah, all four of us. All four of our eyes, because they're two per person. They're two yeah. people. Math. All I four, hope so. All four of our eyes. Unless you have, unless we count six. If we're doing the four eyes thing. He, Jose has glasses. So I mean, it's six. Don't people say four eyes? Yeah, glasses? They do. So I guess it'd be six. Two, four, six. No, but in front of our eyes. Oh, you and me. Right, he beat the one it. Playing. He's the oh, one gotcha, playing. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what you get for zoning out for ten seconds. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, you've been playing Sonic Lost World and beat it and mm -hmm. whatnot. How various different occasions? Yeah, what do you what do you think of it? Like, give you. I like it. I love it. It's a uh, well. It's definitely not. Or I mean, Sonic Generations. Right. <laughs> it's you could say <clears throat> a new spin on things. A new generation of Sonic games? That works too, but I was telling you... Okay, my pun was our episode title, your pun was a Sonic name game. They both work. Everything has Sonic. 
So would you say Sonic was unleashed in this one? Um, His full um, potential was unleashed, perhaps. Um, he also Adventure 2 battled. That oh, work? God. <laughs> Did that not work? I don't know. Anyway, it's Sonic so, Heroes is... Um, okay, let's just uh, stop so. this. Uh, we could be doing this forever. So, what do you think of the game? Like, it's, It is different, right? Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood. Okay. D- what? <laughs> the DSRPG. Oh. I know what you're talking about. By Bioware. What about the fighting Bioware? Yeah. Yeah. By Mass Effect people. What about that Sonic fighting rumble? Sonic rumble? Sonic rumble? Yeah. Sonic it. fighters? Sonic R. Okay, can we stop naming Sonic? <laughs> I think... I Sonic's think... that cool. Sonic Shuffle. I love so... doing that dance. Is that a dance? That was a Dreamcast. I know, I know, I know. You just curl up into a ball. It's basically... Wasn't <laughs> it basically their Mario Party of sorts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you shuffle, just, yeah, you curl up into a ball and go into fetal position and spin yourself around in a circle. Shuffle yeah, around shuffle. in a ball. Anyway, Sonic Lost World. So, so shuffle. I'm, take it away. <laughs> I didn't need take away singing. I didn't take away <laughs> So, uh, this game has a, I guess it's a mixture of three different playing types. Right. First, you have the normal platform, which is like just running scoring? around. Or... That too. Oh, sorry. That's what you meant. Oh, you meant normal. No, no, he, 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 he meant three. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, three land. Gotcha. 3D World. 3D oh, World. Oh, both, things, yeah. yeah, both. And uh, then there's a side-scrolling, which I guess the 3D roaming around and the side-scrolling go hand-in-hand because hand mm-hmm. they're never separate levels. And then Except the one- Yoshi, which we just discussed was only side-scrolling. Like, oh, right. Which we discussed two hours ago was only side-scrolling. But... And then the, then the third version was the only, I guess, Sonic just stopped, doesn't stop moving. Oh, it's like on rails almost? Yeah. Which oh, and then there's can... actually... It's that. like Star Fox with Sonic. Pretty much. <laughs> and then there's actually a Sonic level that he's only on rails. Oh. Grinding. They that really took really that on hard. rails thing to heart. <laughs> they did. They did. Anyway. But yeah, the so game... For, for the... Sorry. Uh, go ahead, never mind. You'll probably address it. Um. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, the game's fairly difficult. Like... And I, I, okay, I'm, you're lowballing that. I've heard you scream at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard. Well, uh, I mean, the whole... the What was their gimmick? The whole parkour system thing? Yeah, the parkour system. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's something, but it's not yeah, really... So, so, how's it work? It's like you, there's for no, the most you part, have to hold down to run now? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like, I guess... What I assumed is that Sonic doesn't lose momentum. Right. But I guess if you run into a wall, he'll just like... Climb, climb it. Yeah. So you don't have to jump, essentially. But it still slows you down. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of annoying. But uh, for the most part, that's annoying. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, just a pick. Oh, guitar pick. But uh, let's see what else. The bo- oh god, the bosses. Like the, I love the game, but the bosses are like borderline. Why do they even have them? <laughs> They're like, oh, here's just so easy. It's... I feel like they fit their the bosses definitely probably fits how they look. They look like cartoon characters for six-year-olds to be honest yeah well i mean there's one boss that bounces around in a ball but you could just stay all the way to the oh, right i mean he's doing the sonic shuffle no, like yeah, the sonic shuffle. <laughs> but if you stay all the way to the right of the screen or all the way to the left he will never hit you oh right and yeah it's just ridiculous yeah, the, there, there was one boss i saw you fighting it was um, the girl where she it looked like she was about to bring out these like spiky balls and start spinning around but you killed her before she even brought them out like every time <laughs> Yeah, the pretty yeah the bosses are so, pretty pretty much a joke. It was... so what about the like galaxy style levels? Like the whole like you're running on spherical levels, you're running on things that you go three sixty degrees on. How's that? Oh, what's that feel like? Like is that is it basically like they took two D Sonic and like rolled it around a cardboard tube or something? Like what's it? 
I mean, yeah, there's some levels where, like, completely, there's just little planets, I guess. Right, like, straight up down. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. And then you also have their little gimmick levels, where there's one level where you're just a snowball, mm-hmm. and you're just rolling around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> so they they mix it up. Right. But, yeah, in the end, the, the game's really hard, for, except for the bosses. And then there's, uh, yeah, the on-rails, the one where you're just grinding. I think my whole game session was just trying to beat that level. Is that like super hard? That one's right? Yeah. I would not well, guess. that one specifically is really hard. I would never guess that an on rails level would be the hardest. Yeah, because you're on rails, is like you just stay on there's, the There's no like room for mistake. Uh, you I mean, just it, die it, right it, away. kind of like um, when I was watching him play, it reminded me kind of of the Donkey Kong minecart levels. It's because those right. are like you pretty much, yeah, if you don't do it perfectly, you pretty much die. Because right. it's all a one hit instant kill. It's that an makes sense. Kill. Then. And the multiplayer is really fun. I remember I played with Jose a bit, the racing. Right, that's really cool. It's, it's, it's weird. It has a weird thing where like you're racing, but then um, as soon as someone passes like a checkpoint, the other person appears. Right, it's like the catch up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember reading I think, about that. I mean, I yeah. guess it's like the way the pressure is there. Not yeah, like, that's kind. It's more. like rubber banding to an extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still cool. I guess I mean, it like keeps the pressure, like you said. I would imagine, but so so colors, colors. Wow. So lost oh, yeah, back. Oh yeah, the whips are really cool. Yeah, don't they now, uh, aren't they now driven by, like, gamepad interaction, like, touchscreen? And- yeah, the, the rocket one you have to point was the gyro of uh-huh. the gamepad. Right. right. And then there was a wisp with the music note. You just have to tap the screen and it'll jump wherever mm-hmm. you tap. There's a... It was like a galaxy one. Well, well the, the galaxy, galaxy but there's like a, a Yeah, you're a dark hole and you just tilt to move left and right. Or you press A to jump, and then you hold A to float. Do they come off as kind of gimmicky? They sound, when you say them out loud, like one... For the most part, uh, oh, they're all pretty gimmicky. I mean... But, I mean, do they add to it at all, or is it just... I mean, like, I, I guess like, the only thing that... doing this, opposed to just using a normal Oh, controller? I mean, you can't beat the level Some for some parts. Like, oh, no, right. you can. Well, let me rephrase. When you were doing it, did it feel like you're like, like a why, why is this necessary? Were you enjoying it? Like, did it feel too gimmicky, or was it like... The only one that was gimmicky was uh, the music note one. But, yeah, that one sounds ridiculous. But there's like a big gap where you, you're forcing you to use it anyway. But it's still like pretty gimmicky. But there's like laser, which it just helps you mm-hmm. zoom through the level. And so, I mean, the flying, one's, the flying cool. one's really cool. You just move like with the gyro too. But oh, you, don't, right. you don't see first person through the gamepad. You're just flying with the gyro. Right. But that one's really cool. Just because you're really high and you see the level right, in the bottom. Right. Kind of like when you're in Galaxy and you blast... Like do other huge arches, and you see like all the plants under you and stuff. You think yeah. you think with all these galaxy references, it's like galaxy, but it's not. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> ask you. Is so in many ways, my Sonic has a double. Well, I guess Mario had a double jump, but I guess Sonic now has a double jump, like an actual double jump that isn't just like a it's a little baby jump, but oh, it does okay. help you. Yeah, so a lot. I, well, I was gonna, <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you. So it sounds like in many ways, this is just like combining a whole bunch of different Sonic ideas and kind of mixing them up a little. Like you have the wisp from color. Mm-hmm. You have like the side-scrolling 3D platforming that's kind of like generations and whatnot. But then you also have like this new stuff with the like spherical levels. Is it, well, is it I really? Mean, does it the, really feel like a mishmash of everything? The game well, I feel more? like this is well from all the Sonic games I played. This does not feel like any of those any other Sonic game because generations is like straight up speed. It looked the right. most platforming of anything. Yeah, it's like really platforming. Look, it looked like you were trying to play so it like generation. It like you were trying like to rush through levels and you. If anything, I guess the closest I could get to is like. Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Okay, yeah. From the... Yeah, the... the When they... Yeah, the, that's digital the... Digital download release, yeah. Yeah, that's like pretty much... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty... So it's kind of... Um, Except for the... So in a way, they're obviously. emphasizing the platforming more than they used to. Mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah, for the most part, you're not running right. that much. Yeah, the parkour system kind of. If, it, if what you're saying with the momentum and everything. That's true. I guess if they wouldn't put a run button like, yeah. and they didn't, if they didn't want you to slow down so you could make your jumps more accurate. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the run button thing I find very interesting considering his whole premise is going fast. And then, <laughs> oh, now you have to press a button to do it. It's almost like he has an accelerator like he's in a racing game. It looked kind of cool when he was like running in place though. Or like... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's there are some levels that I guess emphasize the speed but even then not that much because right. it's not that fast in this game. So yeah, so they're but really shifting fast. it less be more platforming. Yeah, like. definitely. I mean, way more play, platforming. That's noticed, yeah. And that's why it's hard because it's platforming and you can't, you can't mess up because right. then you die. So I guess the problem with that is, hypothetically, like a lot of Sonic fans that really, you know, younger Sonic fans that grow up with generations. And, like they're making you play a Sonic game like a Mario game. Yeah. So in a way, in that regard, they might be like, why Why is this Mario Galaxy? Even though apparently <laughs> it's Galaxy on a surface level, but once you dig a little deeper, it's just normal platforming Sonic. Yeah. So that's funny. That's like, interesting. Also, the people in the Miiverse, they're also like, damn, this level like right, super right. hard. Speaking of Miiverse, how's that integration work? You can like share items or something? Yeah. It's like you have a little suitcase on your gamepad. Uh-huh. And I guess throughout levels, people wisp away items. So like, so whenever you reach the level, they wisp away the wisp. <laughs> <laughs> you get their item. And like, oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> and then... If that you ha- seems so like... And then you have items and you, you could give them to... Can you post a message when you share your item? Or is it like... Because I know on your Miiverse post, I've seen it, it's like, I shared it, or here's an item, or something. Yeah, I think you... Can you actually do a custom thing? And then, like... Because, uh... like, browsing... Or browsing Miiverse... Like, Sonic Lost World's Miiverse. It's like, everyone's like, I have an item, here's an item, blah, blah, blah. But there's no picture of the item, there's no, like, content. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like it's kind of a I feel like you can, but um, I do not remember. I've only done, like, once, because, like, right. I keep all my items, because... Right, I'm like, right. Why would you share? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who shares in this world? Uh, <laughs> what about the, 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 the Deadly Six level? Because you got the Deadly Six level. Oh, yeah, that's true. You have the special... Right. Uh, they still sell... By the way, Deadly Six was only supposed to be the initial batch of games, but they're still available. Well, that means they didn't. Sell. I know. Point being, so if anyone's interested in Sonic Lost World, act now, because Deadly Six, which is the bonus DLC for free, is going away. That one was really cool, though. Isn't I mean, it was... Themed? Yeah, and it had some... Like, there's one of the Deadly Six people, I guess the red dude, I don't remember his name, I don't know any other names, but uh, he's, jump- Zach's, but I'm he's jumping Zach's around version. in a yellow, yellow ball, but then in the Deadly Six version, he's jumping around in a knight and outfit? Yeah. The big clown outfit or whatever? Yeah, and it's like, well, there's also the big clown itself. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, it's just, yeah, different themes, like the emo Deadly Six person is throwing cards, I guess, I guess it's Deadly Six related, I mean, knightly related. Right. And then, I guess when you're running, you also the, the little orange rings from Knights is there. But it was it was really confusing. It's like, I had no idea what the hell was doing. <laughs> How true to Knights is it? Like, are you flying? Yeah, it looked like he was... Or are you running? It, it was, was really time. random. It was yeah, really like, like, he finished the boss fight, then all of a sudden he's running. Then it, it just kept cutting, like, from thing to thing. That's like, right. So, yeah, like, it was like, really no, like, weird. And then all of a sudden like, it was uh, black and white, right? Yeah, at one point it just turned black and white out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> Wait, so there's no, like, continuity? It's just, like, you do this, then boom, now you're running. Yeah, you just jump into stuff. I want to say it was supposed to, like, try to be, like, a dream. Like, not very... That sounds like that's what they're going for. Yeah, I remember just playing it like, what the heck Ah, is this? A nightmare? No? Guess not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it was cool, but it was really random. It was like, like, I don't know, it was just just over the top. Like, what the hell am I doing? Right. But it was still cool. 
the bosses were still easy, really right. easy. So, so the platforming's really hard, and the bosses are really easy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not but, really but, about but, but it's all about platforming, <laughs> and it kind of looks like Galaxy, but it's really not Galaxy. So, it's a decent Sonic game. What they make up and boss difficulty, what they lack in boss difficulty, they make up in other levels. Yeah, because I mean, at least it sounds like you got like a nice, good, difficult game that actually challenged you. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. and it sounds like it really does kind of change up what Sonic has been these last. Yeah, like that on-road level, like no that, pun intended. Last couple oh, generations, I've had game generations. Like that on-road level that I saw him play, like there was like a He's red a cool. ring, like positioned in a very specific way, where like you can only get it if you jump from this certain point. Otherwise, right. like you might you'll die trying to get it, which he did a few times. Damn like, programmers. <laughs> Have to get you, and then mm-hmm. like you have to jump over like rows of carts, and like his jumps will barely be just enough to right, clear them. So right. it's like, wow. So I mean, I guess for people who may not <laughs> well with difficult games, like maybe they have a temper issue. Oh, they updated the game so it gives you ten lives when you restart. Yeah, that's kind of insane. yeah. Am- I guess Amazon knew what they were doing when they oh, were, yeah, Amazon, were pre-ordering. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That, at first, I thought they were like, oh, really? That's kind of lame, but I guess that's like, oh. yeah, and it makes it sense, sense now that the Yoshi level is all about getting lives. You right. get like twenty in that level. With all yeah, you get a lot. Yeah. It makes sense because the game's hard. I'm curious what the Zelda level will be. Yeah, right. me too. I already beat it, so I don't need lives. Right, <laughs> right. But, uh, so I guess for, for even-tempered people, those who may not get super frustrated at game, recommend, don't recommend? I still recommend it just because Sonic. Right. Who, who doesn't know Sonic? Some people, I'm sure. <laughs> people, but that, I mean, people, people that have but, really high hopes on Sonic to talk So what about some... Oh, yeah. <laughs> people who bought you Sonic 2006, saw the girl make out with the hedgehog, and were like, I'm out. Forever. If they made it that far. If they made it that far. But, uh... Oh, you finally have to Sonic 2006. You should play it with something. <laughs> sure. I was gonna say, though, that, um... So what about someone who's not as familiar with Sonic? Like, if they just know a Sonic is, like... Well, I mean, if they have expectations... Fast, is it gonna be, like... Well, if they have expectations, it? then uh, yeah. it's gonna be... It's gonna throw them off. So it, it is different from, like, a normal Yeah, it's Sonic. really Especially different. Especially because, like, everyone, for the most part, seemed like they were expecting Galaxy, so... Well, I kept, I mean, even talking to you about it right now, because I'm like, in Galaxy, hey, in Galaxy, they did this. Like, yeah, it looks, that's the problem. Why aren't you Galaxy? It looks really cool, though. It looks really cool. Yeah, it does, but the problem is, it looks a lot like Galaxy. <laughs> like, it's not like it's way different once you actually dig down a little bit. The art style is very Sonic, though. The art style, I said this when we played it at Comic-Con over the summer, I'll say it again. <laughs> I forgot I was going to say it. No, uh, the art style is basically, they took old school Sonic yeah. and polygoned it. Like it has the same oh. very simple, bright, vibrant colors. They're not like green. Well, I, just well, I guess it helps that he's not on Earth. Sonic colors. Yeah. Sonic colors. No, but like everything, like like the grass. When they, there's a cutscene when you're playing right before we started recording, and the grass, like they don't even have blades of grass. It's literally like green with little like z- uh, like cut out zigzags on top to rep- rep- represent the top of the grass. And the trees are just cubes. Right. It's the exactly, leaves. Yeah. It's like how. Uh, it's like how the old Sonic, like 16-bit Sonic, was, where every like grass was just like a green splotch with like a cut-out spot to show. But the then grass. I guess you gotta consider like Sonic Generations and all those Sonic games are take place on Earth. Right. So. But I think they're purposely going for a new, different style. Cause, yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, they're changing up Sonic, so they might as well change up how it looks. Yeah. I mean, for anyone who has a Wii U, I still recommend the game. It's it's getting cheaper too. It's on sale for Amazon on Amazon. Really cool, shiny cover. Yeah, for Deadly Six at least. Yeah. Deadly Six Edition. Normal Edition's not shiny. But I don't even think normal edition exists. Aren't yet. they the same price? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Deadly Six was just for warring early adopters. Because they're going to sell Deadly Six DLC as actual DLC down the road. So that will cost money. It was the Deadly Six DLC. The no, the ninth level. Oh, that nice level? Yeah, that nice oh, level is okay. specialty uh, first edition. Oh, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I, guess, mean, I don't know if I'd yeah. buy it. But... So you recommend it overall. Yeah. 
Alright, um, anything else you want to add, or should we start? Knuckles comes out for Knuckles fans everywhere. What? <laughs> Knuckles comes out. Oh, yeah. He so comes out. <laughs> yeah, he comes out. No, uh, so does Amy. Yeah. Sure uh, Amy. Yeah, Amy's there too. And tells, yeah. and that's all the roster. First no, on no Big the Cat? Mm-mm, unfortunately. Oh, well, well alright, not buying that. Anyway, <laughs> and with that... Uh, Even all that popular demand, he didn't come out. Ah, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode, right? Is there anything else anyone wanted to add? That's a no. Mm-hmm. No. I can't think of anything. Little bites. Little, right. So once again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode... Yeah, we, we think today's episode... Today's episode is brought to you without them actually knowing they're doing it <laughs> by Little Bites from Entenmann's. If you want a muffin and a real one's too much, have these four really tiny ones instead. They won't fill you up, but they sure do taste good. They're Little bites. What happened to those intimate moments? I said that at the top. Fine. Wow. If you need to have an intimate moment, if you need a, a quick intimate moment, Little Bites. <laughs> little bites in your mouth. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, thanks as always for listening. Um, as I mentioned a few times over the course of the episode, we do have that extra on the site, which I'm going to keep plugging. Don't give me that look, Elvis. Uh, so it's <laughs> the merchandise of Nintendo World. Uh, I took over 50 <coughs> photos during my recent trip to Nintendo World of everything from the displays to the Link uh, wall painting, which is a painting of Link on a wall, not Link painting a wall, to uh, the Mario setup, to all, like I said, all the cool merchandise, so definitely check that out, 50, over 50 foes on the site, extra, the merchandise in the Nintendo world. Um, also, while you're there, to make sure you don't miss any extras in the future, you might as well subscribe to us on Twitter, at Ram Nintendo, uh, or not subscribe to us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on iTunes, so you don't miss our next episode, which will be going up on January 12th, in two weeks, and feature uh, all sorts of stuff, including impressions of Wii Sports Club Golf, impressions of Bravely Default special side quests, and impressions of eShop title Rush, which we were going to talk about this episode, but Nintendo Direct screwed up everything. So, with that said, uh, that pretty much does it for our episode. Definitely uh, be sure to note that I will be beating my game. The game <laughs> I insisted I would beat by the end of the year, and I gave away $20 in eShop credit for. Based on your guys' vote, it was Zelda Link Between Worlds, and I am just about to beat it. I will have it beaten by the end of 2013, which gives me a couple days to get it done. And I will be posting on Twitter and on Meverse that I did it. So keep an eye out for that. In fact, you can follow me on Twitter and Meverse. On Twitter, I'm JSR7. On Meverse, I'm Jason R. Uh, feel free to friend me as well. I'd love to play games online with any of you anytime. <laughs> and while we're and while you're already on there, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't play my games, I get it. And while we're on and while you're on there, also follow these two guys. Uh, Jose is Wero on both Meverse and Twitter. That's W-E-I-R-O underscore O. <laughs> and Elvis, finally giving you the plug you deserve here. It's Drake Redcrest. That's all one word on Meverse and Twitter. And uh, yeah, both of them post their own gaming thoughts as well, of course. And I don't know why they can't speak for themselves right now, but I'm doing the talking. That's your always saying. I do. I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that pretty much does it for this episode. Once again, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on January 12th for our next episode. And until then, Happy New Year. And yeah, see you in 2014. Bye. Bye.